For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Live. Up your computer, and if you look online or on your phone, and if you look at the recent news that is going on, or turn the news on television, you'll see that in every corner of this globe, every part of this world, there is an overflow of pain and suffering enough to destroy a generation and break the hearts of the previous generation. Millions suffer from debilitating diseases and sicknesses around the world. A billion people today have no access to clean drinking water. Two million people die each, each year from waterborne diseases. Ninety percent of them are little children. Fifteen million kids have been orphaned by AIDS. The news is filled with incidents of violence and abuse and kidnapping, the horrors of war, heartbreak and misery. How about the recent suicides and the, co the continual suicides of people that you thought had it all? How about beheadings? How about persecution of Christians around the world? Cr persecution that we know nothing of. Now, I, I heard recently that a child was expelled from school or suspended from school in Tennessee recently because somebody sneezed and the child said, God bless you, and they were suspended from school just for declaring, God bless you. And we know nothing of real persecution, though. That's, that's mild compared to the loss of life, the kidnappings, the sex trafficking, the persecution of the church around the world. That three billion people in this world today cannot go to church without being persecuted or harassed, without being mocked or scorned, without feeling that their life or their job or their safety is in some way jeopardized by their Christian faith. We live in a broken world, folks. We live in a hurting world, and it's time for us to realize that we have the answer. This world is drugging itself. This world is... is is trying to dull the pain that it feels and the pain that it experiences. And we, God, of course, we have a God that has given us a better solution and a better answer than dulling the pain through medication. And nothing wrong with medication. Doctors are a gift from God. Medicine is a gift from God. And all of the things that, all of the natural remedies and all of the healing remedies that medical breakthroughs and companies have created are, I believe, a part of God's plan to let the world know He is a God of mercy, He is a God of healing, and He's a God that doesn't want people to live in pain all of their lives. How many know God has an answer for every pain you've ever felt? God has a solution and a remedy and a healing for every pain you've ever experienced. And God doesn't want us to just be people that are healed of our pain, but people that bring healing to others. I think we live in the most painful generation of, that the world has ever known. A generation that might have everything on the outside, but inside are dealing with the pain of loneliness, the pain of rejection, the pain of fear, the pain of, of being betrayed, the pain of sickness and disease that no matter how much technology we gain, no matter how, much, how many millions of dollars or billions of dollars or trillions of 
dollars go into medical research. The world keeps getting sicker. And the world keeps experiencing more and more pain. Why? Because you cannot solve the problem of pain by medicating it away. You cannot solve the problem of pain by just dealing with the symptoms of the pain. You've got to get to the root of the problem if you want to deal with the fruit of the problem. Anybody, can anybody say amen to that? I believe God has given us the answer. He's given us the remedy. He's given us the solution. Pain is universal. In our church, like so many other churches, the number one prayer request is for healing from some sort of pain. And whether it's your body is in pain, whether it's people are grieving, whether it's some, uh, some of us are suffering financially, whether it's others who are unhappy in their marriages, maybe you're worried about one of your children or your grandchildren, or you're wrestling with temptation or some addiction, we all know pain is universal, it's part of the human condition, and no one wants to keep hurting, do we? No one wants to keep hurting. Yet people try to deal with their suffering without God. Even Christians are trying to deal with their suffering and deal with pain without God. Now, I can't imagine living a day without Him. How about you? I can't imagine living a day without His love, living a day without His hope, living a day without his, with His kindness and goodness towards me. I can't imagine a day without trusting Him, a day without prayer. Can you imagine what life is like if you, if, if you were an atheist and you were calling a prayer line to God in your time of desperation, and there is no answer. If you're an atheist, there is no answer. At some point, you've got to believe. At some point, you've got to trust. At some point, you've got to face reality and look at the world and realize nobody could have, none of this could have just exploded into existence. There has to be a creator. There has to be somebody that designed our lives and designed this earth and designed the beauty that's in it. And yet, we sometimes fail to trust God in the midst of our pain, and we go to so many other sources and so many other people and so many other remedies when God wants to be our healer. He is Jehovah Rapha, the God who heals. He wants to be the one we look to. The Bible says, the Lord, he said, the Lord our God is our healer. He doesn't say he was our healer. It says he is our healer. Bless the Lord who pardons all our iniquities and heals all of our diseases who redeems our life from destruction and crowns us with loving kindness and compassion. This world is hurting. This world is suffering. When I was in college and I first got saved, my goal was to win an argument with people, to win arguments with professors that were atheists, to win arguments with, with people on the college campus that were atheists, to win arguments with people that didn't believe. And you know what I realized over time is that people don't need a better argument to what's happening in their life they need a touch from the healing hand of God because once you feel His touch, once you experience His deliverance from pain, once you feel Him touch your deepest need inside of your life, it settles all arguments. There's, there's nothing that logic could ever do to solve every argument and to settle every argument. That faith in God is not always logical. Trusting God is not always logical. But God's power and God's healing and God's will for our lives is to heal us everywhere we're hurting. It's His will to touch us where we're suffering. It's His will to fill us where we're empty. And once you're filled, and once you've been touched, and once you've been healed by Him one time and one time only, you will be ruined for any argument. You will never need to argue again. All you'll want to do is to continue 
to receive his miracle touch of love and to give it to somebody else who's hurting because we will, co we will continually come in contact with a hurting world and we need to realize this world is in pain. Hurt people hurt people. And when a person is hurting, they cause hurt. And when a person feels hurt, they end up doing more hurting themselves. And while we can't, while we, while we can, while you can create laws, and we can create rules, and we can legislate laws that forbid you from hurting somebody else, there is no law that can heal you. There are laws that can stop you from hurting other people, or else you suffer severe consequences for hurting others. But there is no law that can stop you from feeling hurt and feeling pain. Because laws do not heal pain. Laws can give consequences to those that bring pain, but only God's grace and only God's mercy and only God's love and only God's spirit can truly heal pain. Amen. Today we want to be healed and be healers in a broken world. We're dealing, though, with pain sometimes without God's help, and we weren't designed to do it without Him. When, for example, it comes to healing emotional pain, so often people turn to drugs, alcohol, overeating, smoking, gambling, or various other ways to temporarily numb their pain. God understands the suffering that people go through, and He has an answer. But the answer is not to try to run from the pain or to dull it with something temporary. The answer is to find the remedy in God's touch, in God's healing, in what Jesus did on the cross. He himself bore our sins in his body and carried away our sicknesses and diseases. And the Bible says, by his stripes we were healed. He bore our pain because he knows what it's like to hurt. He felt every rejection you've ever felt. He felt every temptation you've ever felt. He felt every wound that you've ever felt. And then he, and he took yours and mine and all of ours combined. And by his wounds, we were healed. He was wounded for our transgressions. Chastised for our peace. And with his stripes, we were healed. We have a Savior that knows what it's like to feel pain. The Bible says we don't have a, pre a high priest, a savior that doesn't understand or cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who has been tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. We have a savior who knows what it's like to hurt, and he knows what it's like to feel pain, and he knows what it's like to be tempted, and he knows what it's like to suffer, and he knows what it's like to be betrayed. And he knows what it's like to be lied about. He knows what it's like to be talked negatively about. He knows what it's like to be mocked. He knows what it's like to be, he knows what it's like to be rejected. He knows what it's like to be despised and hated. He knows pain. And he knows every bit that you've ever felt. And he wants you to know that he took it upon himself. And there's no reason for you to have it and for him to have it too. He took it so you can leave it. He took it upon himself so you can take it off of yourself and lay it at the foot of the cross 
where his blood drips from the crown of thorns in his head, piercing through his head for the suffering of every bit of our anxiety and every bit of our worry and every bit of our anguish. He took that upon himself, let his blood drip down from his anguished brow and let it heal yours. Let his blood drip from those stripes on his back and let it heal your wounds. Let the piercing that went into his side and touched his inner organs and his deepest core of his being, let it drip down onto you and heal your inner soul, your inner man, that inner person that was wounded as a child, wounded as an adult, wounded in some way, and you've endured the pain that Jesus wants you to know he endured for you so that he can heal you from it and wipe every tear from your eyes. What a God we serve. Somebody said many of us spend our whole lives running from pain with the mistaken belief, I must run from it because I can't endure it. But you've already endured it. What you haven't done is experienced what life is like beyond the pain. And today we're going beyond the pain. We've already endured it. We've already felt it. The only reason anybody medicates pain is because they feel the pain. You've already felt the pain. Now it's time to feel what life is like beyond the pain. Now it's time to let the pain of your past and the pain of your present be left behind so that you can go beyond the walls of your pain, beyond the the limitations of your pain, beyond the limitations of your suffering, and to really feel what life is like to be healed inside and out, and to be able to be a vessel, a pitcher, a vessel of that healing power everywhere you go. Are you ready to be healed and to be a healer? Because the Bible says that we can lay hands on the sick and they will recover. So often, so often we identify people's pain as mere physical sickness. And yet people are dealing with emotional sickness, financial pain, relationship pain, marital pain, pain in raising children, pain in giving birth. How many know that Eve was cursed when she sinned? And the Bible says that in pain she would give birth to that child. But it didn't just mean that she would feel the pain of giving birth to that child, because once the baby comes, you forget about the pain until the baby turns two, and then you remember it all over again, right? (laughs) Because it's not just the pain of having a child, it's the pain of raising a child. It's the suffering of having that child look you in the eye one day and say, I hate you. It's the pain of going through a divorce and not knowing how to explain that to your children. It's the pain of having a marital breakdown, an adulterous affair, the pain of going through a mistake and a, and a, and a decision that you made that, that could ruin your life forever and have to live with that pain and have to deal with that pain, the pain that you brought upon yourself and the pain that you brought to others. It's time to be healed of all that. That's why I come back to this this beautiful picture of healing from pain in First Chronicles chapter 4 and I want to remind you of it and I want to build upon it and I want us to become not only healed of our pain but healers of this world's pain in First Chronicles chapter 4 you remember 
We talked about Jabez. And it says that Jabez was more honorable in verse 9. He was more honorable than his brothers. And his mother called his name Jabez, saying, Because I bore him in pain. Jabez understood pain. He identified his pain. But he didn't camp around his pain. Though he was a victim of pain, he did not remain a victim of his pain. You see, there's a difference between being there's a difference between being victimized and being a victim. Being victimized is when you feel pain at the hands of somebody else or yourself, but being a victim means that you have a mentality that your pain that has been inflicted upon you and the victimization that you've suffered will mark your life forever and define your life forever, and that's what it means to be a victim. To be victimized, we all know what that's like. To be attacked, we all know what's that, what that's like. To be hurt in some way, we all know what that's like. But to remain a victim and have a mindset that excuses your life and excuses yourself because you were victimized and you define yourself by what you were victimized by, you define yourself by the abuse, you define yourself by the hurt, you define yourself by the betrayal, you define yourself by your weakness, and you remain in that condition because you have become a slave to that victimization, and rather than being more than a conqueror, you get conquered by it, and it controls your life, and it, gar and it guides your decisions, and it, and it directs the choices that you make. Now, we have to realize that if we're going to break out of our pain, we have to make a choice that we're no longer going to remain defined by it. If we're going to break out of our pain, we have to make a choice that we're no longer going to be defined by it. We have to identify what has hurt us, but not allow it to define us. We have to identify where we have allowed pain in our lives and where others have brought pain into our lives but we cannot allow it to draw a circle around our life and keep us hemmed into it. This is what Jabez really excelled in. He was, he was born in pain. He was called pain. He was referred to as pain. He brought pain to, his, to himself. He brought pain to his mother. He endured and, know, and knows what it's like to have, to have experienced pain and to have caused pain in other people's lives. But he made a choice he wasn't going to stay that way. He made a choice. He wasn't going to remain in that condition. And so it says in verse 10 as we go on, you can see what God says in verse 10, or what it says about Jabez, is it says, And Jabez called on the God of Israel. Now listen, here we see what Jabez did to begin to break free. He, he identified his pain. He recognized his pain. But he did not let his pain confine or define him, as you've heard me say many times. But notice what he did. He called on God. He called on God. He called on God. Whenever you're hurting, call on God. Whenever you're suffering, call on God. Whenever you feel down, call on God. Whenever you feel defined by your past, call on God. Whenever you feel tempted to go backwards, call on God. Whenever somebody has wronged you, 
Call on God. When somebody has hurt you, call on God. When you have caused hurt in your own life or caused it in somebody else's, call on God. These feelings are too real. I don't know what to do. No one cares that I am struggling. This pain hurts so bad. I've never been this stressed out in my life. In our life, we are often faced with painful moments that feel like we'll never let up. Trouble with our children, conflicts at the job, even physical pain in our body seems to scream there's no way out. In this teaching, Living Beyond the Pain, Pastor Gregory Dickow shows us how we can live beyond the pain that we feel in the midst of the storms of life. For your love gift of any amount, Pastor Dickow will send you this crucial reminder that you are not defined by this moment. You can, and it's God's will to see you beyond your pain. When you give your gift of any amount, you enable Gregory Dickow Ministries to continue to spread this word around the world and enable others to live victorious, pain-free lives. When you call now, you will also receive the book, Taking Charge of Your Emotions. Decide today that you will not be bullied by the ups and downs of your emotions. Get this book and begin to live free from the cares of this world. And as a special gift to you, Pastor Dickow is sending you the Prayer of Jabez card for you to pray and confess over your life, declaring as Jabez did, pain will not define my life, and God is blessing my life indeed. Pick up the phone and call now with your gift of any amount, and Pastor Dickow will send you Living Beyond the Pain CD and DVD series, the book, Taking Charge of Your Emotions, and the Prayer of Jabez card. Don't wait. Call now. Well, Jesus took all of our pain and suffering on the cross so we don't have to live with it anymore. God's will for our lives, for your life, is that you would be healed. We're going beyond the walls of the limitations of pain and suffering to really feel what life is like to be healed inside and to be a vessel of that healing power everywhere we go. But we've got to make a choice today to decide not to limit our lives by our pain and not to be victims anymore. The healing starts when we cry out to God. Remember, after he decided to not settle for his pain, Jabez prayed and asked for four things, for the blessing of God, that God's hand would be upon him, that he would enlarge his territory, his impact and influence, and that God would protect him from evil and from being a person that brings pain. Well, today, we're one simple step away from being healed everywhere we're hurting. The mercy of God is the doorway to healing all pain. And when we understand God's unlimited supply of mercy, we can come boldly to his throne of grace and receive that mercy to help in our time of need. That's why I want to help you understand this mercy and the power to be free from pain forever. When you sow your seed into this ministry, I want you to know that you're helping to bring healing to precious people like yourself around the world also, food and supplies to orphans and suffering children around the world as well. Your gifts make that possible. And when you sow your gift today, I want to send you my brand new teaching, Living Beyond the Pain. It's a series that comes from what you heard today. I want to send it to you in its entirety, the DVD and CD, along with one of my best-selling books, Taking Charge of Your Emotions, that walks you through the steps to live a life of victory over all forms of pain. I also want to send you 
the prayer of Jabez prayer card so you can declare this amazing prayer for your life every single day. I'm doing it, and I've asked my church members and friends like you to join me in praying this every day as well. I'm telling you, the, the limitations are going to come off of you, and you're going to experience the unlimited supply of God's power, His healing, His abundance in every area of your life. I hope you'll join me. My announcer is going to tell you more, and I'll be right back to pray for you. Watch this. Pick up the phone and call now with your gift of any amount, and Pastor Dickow will send you Living Beyond the Pain CD and DVD series, the book Taking Charge of Your Emotions, and the Prayer of Jabez card. Don't wait. Call now. Let's pray together for your healing and for those whom you love. Father, I thank you for your healing hand. Lord, you have given us the pathway to be free from all pain in our lives. We cry out and ask for your mercy. We receive your mercy at the throne of your grace. And we thank you that you'll give every person watching hope that their life can change beginning today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, we're out of time for today, but my announcer has something special to share with you. And I am so blessed to have had the opportunity to share God's goodness with you today. Remember, God loves you and so do I. God is on your side, and when you believe that, everything's going to be all right. Now, don't miss our next broadcast. I can't wait to see you then. God bless. For your gift, we'd like to send the book, Grace, More Than We Deserve, Greater Than We Imagine. In this life-changing book, New York Times bestselling author Max Lucado invites you to consider God's best idea, Grace. It's the offer to live a changed life and a call to genuine transformation. Send your gift to TBN, PO Box A, Santa Ana, California, 92711, or give online. Is any sick among you? Today, your miracle is just a prayer away. James 5.15 says, And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. Arise. At the Holy Land Experience, prayer is available for your breakthrough. Many have received healing, salvation, and the baptism of the Holy Spirit. So come to the Holy Land Experience in Orlando, Florida, and begin to live your life in victory. Your gift will help TVN send the gospel around the world. A viewer from China writes, I watched your programs for a few months through satellite. It gave me a lot of inspiration, and I began to realize my destiny. We're destined to glorify the Lord. Will you help us reach the world? Please, make your pledge to support TBN. Stay tuned for this special announcement. Be sure to have paper and pencil ready. Hello, friend. I'm Pat Boone. Did you know that if you die without a will, the government decides what happens to your estate? That's why I urge you to make or review your will. And when you do, will you consider making TBN a beneficiary? Your gift will create a living legacy that supports TBN's family of networks. For more information on creating a will, send your letter of request to the address on your screen. This is TBN, part of the Trinity Broadcasting family of networks, celebrating 41 years of God's miracles.
in order to have a real faith, I have to struggle with tough questions and work through them. And in order to have a strong faith that doesn't crumble at the first sign of testing, I have to grapple with the most difficult questions. Now, we went out on the street and we asked people, if you had one chance to ask God a question, what would it be? And we got all kinds of answers. Um, We put up the pictures here. Robin says, why don't my grown children listen to me when I give them advice from my experience with God? Why don't my grown children listen to me is a good question. Um, Let's see. Try to pick some that never seen before. Amber says, my father just passed away. Why would this happen now? Porter is a native. A misunderstanding. You in this world. Don't put buts, don't put perhaps, don't put maybes, don't put peradventures there. God's word is God's word. God's word, as he is, so are we in this world. I remember a sister came to our church and she, had, she was diagnosed with, with lumps in her breast. And the doctors were concerned. She had to go for further tests. And she showed me uh, a, t- uh, a report, a medical report. And she put down there, she just had my preaching on this. And she put down there, does Jesus have lumps in his breast? She wasn't being, being funny. She was serious. She wrote down there, Lord, do you have lumps in your breast? As you are. So am I in this world. Went back for a checkup and the doctors cannot find the lump. Well, I shared that story many years ago. A lady heard me preach. Came back from America. She wrote to me and she said this. I heard you share the testimony of a lady and I was diagnosed with a lump in my breast. And I said the same thing to God. Lord Jesus, do you have lumps in your breast? You don't, right? So, yes, you are. So am I in this world. See, when your eye is on Jesus, the Holy Spirit goes to work. When you look here, he stops. You look at Jesus, he works. You look here, he stops. You look at Jesus, he works. He has not come to call attention to himself. He has come to call attention to Jesus. Not for this cause, for that cause, for this cause, for that cause, but for Jesus. One day it will be Jesus who will set this outward physical world right. So, the testimony has been going on. And yesterday I had another testimony. I read it for the first time yesterday. And it is from a lady from New York. And she says this, I had severe pain in my right leg, especially when using the stairs or getting up. The doctors diagnosed me with arthritis and sent me for therapy. My insurance covered only 18 treatments, but by the 14th treatment, there was still no improvement. During that period, my left knee also started to hurt and I stopped therapy. I was watching Pastor Prince's sermon where he mentioned a lady who was healed of a lump in her breast. I thought if she could experience God's healing, so could I. At that time, I didn't know Bible scriptures like 1 John 4, 17, which is, as he is, so are we in this world. I just said, Jesus, you do, not know, you, you do not have any pain in your knee, therefore, I do not have any pain in my knee either. I cannot tell when the pain left, but when it did, I cried for the first time in years. I had stopped kneeling because of the pain, but I can now kneel without pain. I can also sit and get up from the bathroom seat without having to wait 5 to 10 minutes for the pain to pass. I cannot thank God enough. It's a pleasure to go up and down the stairs, sit in regular chairs, bend down to pick things up for myself and use regular bathrooms. Before that, even bathrooms for the handicapped were a problem for me. 
at the senior center, it is a pleasure to pick things up for anyone whenever I get the chance to, instead of waiting for someone to do it for me. I try to give my testimony to everyone. I hear complaining of knee pain for all those who listen. To God be the glory. May God continue to bless you, Pastor Prince, your family and your ministry. I have gained a lot of insight and freedom from listening to your great messages. To God be the glory. Amen, church. Hallelujah. All right, so our past, therefore being justified by faith. Our present, we are permanently, irrevocably in favor with God. Amen. Amen. Our future, wow. You'll be in the glory of God. Amen. You'll, be, you'll be radiating the glory of God. Amen. 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 Well, if we have that, we can go home, right? But we still have difficulties. We still have troubles. We still have challenges. We still have trials every day, don't we? Right? What happens then? What has this position of favor with God? How does it translate to the way problems beset me and how I view it? Well, let's go on. The next one, he says this, we rejoice in the glory of God. Not only that, but we also glory. And this word glory is the same word, same Greek word as rejoice in hope of the glory of God previously. Same word. We also glory in tribulations. Now, tribulations is nothing more than trouble. It does not say these troubles is other people's fault. It does not say it is your fault. It does not say it's the devil's fault. Whatever troubles it is, even the troubles of your own making, God says, because you are now justified, because I'm no more judging you, I am not, in fact, I'm favoring you, and you are in a permanent position of favor with me, know this, you will still have troubles, but not like the people of the world. Your troubles have a purpose. Let's see the purpose. We don't rejoice in the troubles. Read carefully. Paul is saying, we also glory in... I'll change the word to troubles, okay? Because tribulation is an old word that we don't use nowadays. All right? We don't say, my wife tribulates me. You know? My, my father-in-law, my mother-in-law is a tribulation. We don't say that. We say... <laughs> it seems to be bearing, bearing witness to some people here. <laughs> so, we, we glory in troubles. Now, that sounds... You know... This guy loves pain, you know? But it's not that. Knowing that. You must read. Knowing that. Knowing that. Knowing what? We rejoice in trouble for the believer because the moment trouble comes on our grace ground, we know that this trouble produces perseverance. Trouble produces what? Perseverance. And perseverance, character. Then I tell you, it all starts with being justified by faith. Amen. And that's why I said, the gospel produces character. Amen. You know what's character? When a lady of character steps into a room, all of a sudden the room is filled with weightiness, with dignity, with a certain, certain radiance. When a man of character speaks, his words carry weight, even though it's a few words. Character is something that when you're in the presence of someone, it's got nothing to do with physical looks. It's just that you enjoy being in that person's presence. It gives you stability. It gives you peace. People seek you out. People want to be around you because you're like a rock. A rock of Gibraltar in the midst of storm-tossed waves. People find strength in you. That's character. And it comes from perseverance. 
Perseverance comes from trouble. So don't waste your sorrows. You can waste your sorrows by saying, oh, why complain and murmur about your troubles? No, because you're on favor ground. Trouble does not uh, affect you the way it affects the world. Trouble that comes into your life, that God allows to come into your life, is working for your good. Are you listening, people? It produces perseverance. You know, perseverance is something that you find... In marriage especially, people are not persevering anymore. Hmm? I want all my pastors and all my leaders and counselors to listen up close. Whenever someone comes and tells you he wants to leave his wife or leave her husband, okay, the rule is always this. They have found someone or they are eyeing someone. The exception is that there's no one, no third party, Alright, there's really trouble. But there's more of the exception than the rule. You'll be okay. If you approach someone, even they say there's nobody, there's nobody, nobody. You're nobody gone today. And you know that nobody in business? Alright, there's somebody. Maybe they're not in a relationship yet, but they are eyeing somebody. Or they are thinking of being with somebody. Now, I didn't say everyone, but you are safe to go by the rule of the time. Majority is this. I'm not talking to you. I'm talking to my counselors. I'm talking to my pastors. The exception will be this real trouble. Because I'm telling you, marriage, everyone who gets married, let me tell you this, there are trials and tribulations. Okay? That's why I tell the young people. They say that how much quarrel is enough quarrel to break up. <laughs> Something like that. I say, look, let's not give them, let's not give our young people false delusions. Even people who look really nice, even their leaders in church, this church or any church, sometimes they look real good, but they got quarrels. Everyone has quarrel. Even yours sincerely. I mean, Wendy, sometimes don't see my intelligence. <laughs> see it. And I'm thinking, why don't you see it, woman? What's wrong with you, woman? You know? She don't see the wisdom. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. Let's not pretend and give to our young people a picture that we are so up there somewhere, you know? That's what I tell all the young people. Look, every good relationship has troubles. In fact, when you put two good people together, there'll be some rubbing. Still to come today. God does not want you to focus on the spirit work in you. God wants you to focus first on Christ's work outside you. Stay tuned. Joseph Prince will be right back. God wants to meet your every need. Rise above every situation of lack and enjoy his supply as you learn about his great love for you. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, receive Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Ask Big, God Loves to Give. It's time to experience a new level of God's goodness in your life. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special package that includes the brand new My Prayer Journal and other resources. Gear up for an amazing 2015 with this journal as you pen your hopes and prayers to God and have your faith ignited through inspirational verses and quotes. 
God wants to bless you beyond what you can ask or think. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Every good relationship has troubles. In fact, when you put two good people together, there'll be some rubbing. Alright? But it must not be... I'm talking about those who haven't married yet. So those who are married, switch off your ears. <laughs> Let's spare those who are not married. So I tell them, alright, if, if you are quarreling with your girlfriend or your boyfriend all the time, break off! <laughs> no need to wait for an angel to come or a vision or a dream. Break off in Jesus' name. <laughs> There is someone out there that will love what she hates. It's not that she's bad for you. It's just that maybe her personality makeup is not for you. You're a public person. She's a private person. Maybe, you know, in this case, opposites don't attract. But if you're quarreling all the time, break off. Those who are outside, marriage. <laughs> Those who are inside, too bad. You are inside already. Sorry, I don't mean that. Jesus in <laughs> Lawrence going to preach <laughs> on marriage. No, 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 no. I want you to know that every marriage has its troubles. But you can learn something from there. The best part is this. If you can have it a bit, you can pass by your ego of your wisdom, your intellect, you know that. You can pass by that and say that, all right, this trouble happened because there's something for me to learn about me. Maturity comes when you stop thinking, it's her fault, it's her fault, it's her fault. And you start thinking, what can I learn about myself here? Maybe the way I was brought up, I'm so sensitive in this area. She got used her to expose it. Hey, by the way, if you dump your wife to go for that person, after for a while, the romance fizzles out. Same thing. A few more years, you'll be there in the same thing. She will expose your weakness again. Then what? Find another brand new model. Uh. <laughs> no. You learn from that relationship. Trouble, especially in marriage, produces perseverance. If everything is rosy-dozy, hunky-dory, sweet-sweet, I love you, I love you, baby, sweetie pie, honey, mm. love you, Lily Pew, where is you, my damn so darling? You know, if everything is so sweet, why is there perseverance? <laughs> the idea of perseverance, tribulation workers' perseverance. Amen? You are both changing. If you are changing for the glory of God, you are both changing and you both become exciting. As the years go by. Amen? Don't give up just yet. Alright, praise God. Okay, something you to support yourself. Amen, Pastor Prince. Good preaching. Hall I'm the only one who can talk behind my back. Let's go on, okay? We are bringing this to a close. Now, perseverance produces character and character hope. Now, hope does not disappoint because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts by the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Now, I'm going to drop a bombshell right now. For those who study the Bible, do you know that the book of Romans is, is the first book of the entire New Testament? Now, Acts is about the church like a historical narration. All right, but in terms of teaching, the Magna Carta of the Gospel is the book of Romans. But do you know something? For the very first time in the book of Romans, Romans 5, 5. 
we are introduced to the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit was never mentioned in the first four chapters. Why? And not only the Holy Spirit, but also the love of God is mentioned for the first time. For the first time in this verse. Why? For additional safe copies, please write. Joseph Prince Ministry. Now, would you like to know why? This is the wisdom of our God. The first chapter of Romans, he talks about men and their perversion and their sin. Chapter 2, he talks about the Jewish person, all right, and how they are also in sin. Chapter 3, God concludes the whole world under sin, that he might have mercy upon all. And the Bible says, now the righteousness of God is revealed from faith to faith unto all and upon all that believe. Witnessed by the law and the prophets. That's chapter 3. Chapter 4, he talks about Abraham, whom the Jewish people estimate and highly regard, amen, of all the personage in the, in the Jewish history, they regard Abraham as their father, and rightly so. And, and God used Abraham as a picture of justification by faith. How was Abraham made righteous before God? Was it because he circumcised? No, his circumcision came after his justification. Amen? Was it because he was perfect? No, we know he lied. But how was he justified? Apart from works by faith. So the Bible, that's chapter 4. He talks about justification by faith apart from works. Then chapter 5, that's where we are now. In other words, this is the wisdom of God. God does not want you to focus even on not just your feelings, your affections, alright, looking within yourself. God doesn't even want you to focus on the Spirit's work in you. God wants you to focus first on Christ's work outside you. In other words, let me say it like this. God doesn't want to confound the Christ's work for you for the Spirit's work in you. You understand? Many Christians, they go like this. Oh, do I feel God's love today? Do I feel the Holy Spirit today? Or oh, yesterday I felt Him. While well, He was telling me to do this and I obeyed. Wow, I felt Him. I felt the assurance that I'm safe. I felt like I was under the favor of God. But I don't know, it seems so cold today. It seems like that's what Christians do. They don't go by, by what Christ has done. They don't go by the settled facts of God's word. They go by their feelings. And that's why the wisdom of God is such that He puts your eyes for the first four chapters, all right, on God, on Christ and His finished work outside you. And then when He realizes you are, you are resting in that, then He tells you about the love of God and the Holy Spirit in you. Because many a times, you start looking within you, Alright, you start saying, well, I, yes, last week I remember I felt the Holy Spirit doing worship. But today I feel like He's not there. I feel empty. Maybe I've lost my salvation. That's the problem. You're not settled in Christ's work for you. And now you're looking at the Spirit's work in you. Don't confound the two. Only when you see Christ's work for you, can you understand the Spirit's work in you. Like what I said just now, the more you see Christ, and the Holy Spirit will always make you see Christ. If a sermon is anointed by the Holy Spirit, whether a preacher is anointed by the Holy Spirit, He always point you to Jesus Christ. Amen. The devil will point you to himself. The devil will point you to other people. But the Holy Spirit will always point you to Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit will not even point to himself. He will point you to Jesus Christ and His finished work. And when you see Jesus Christ, and now you see Him at the Father's right hand, what happens? The Spirit works when you look at Jesus. Are you listening? 
You look at yourself, he stops working. You look at the, the Lord, he starts working. The best leading comes to people who, who, whose eyes are on Jesus. Can I feel the leading? Can I feel the leading? That's not the way to find leading. The more you, your eyes don't Christ without, can you hear the promptings within? Don't confound the work, the work of Christ for you with the Spirit's work in you. So, the wisdom of God, this book. Oh, not only Jesus is perfect and excellent, like a diamond that you turn around, it reflects beautiful perfections. But the Bible itself is like Him. It's excellent. It knows when to bring a certain subject. It knows if it brings it too early, the Holy Spirit, people start looking at the Holy Spirit in them and try to go by feelings. Even the love of God. He will talk about the work of Christ. Then for you to know about the love of God in the earlier chapter. Why? Because you always turn things into feelings. You will say, today I don't feel the love of God. Yesterday I felt so loved. Because I was driving into this mall and was crowded and I asked the Lord for a, a, a parking lot and He gave me a private lot. <laughs> now I told my wife, I feel so loved. The problem, by the way, it's okay to pray for car parks. I do that all the time. I mean, you, you're in favor ground, why not? Amen? You have influence with God. But I also use my favor ground when I pass by an accident scene. No one there can really help that person but me with my prayer. God can spare the person's life. God can cause the right doctor to see his situation. God can cause bleeding to stop. God can heal the body. Alright? So, use your position for the good of men. Amen. But the thing is this, I also use it for a kappa. But the problem is this, if you interpret getting a kappa lot as love from God, then the next day God wants to try your perseverance. <laughs> and you go by feelings to say, oh, today you don't love me, is it? God, God, are you there? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? No, we don't become Christians like that. I mean, thank God for the car park. If it comes, praise God. If it doesn't come, that's not the basis for the love of God. The love of God is demonstrated at the cross. And that's why for the first four chapters, he talks about Christ and the work on the cross before he talks to you about the love of God. So that you can interpret the Holy Spirit, you can interpret the love of God in the context of the finished work. Amen. 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 All right. You see... The problem with all of us is this, we are introspective, you know, the, to the extent that you look in yourself, like, like, oh, why am I feeling this way, how come I feel this way, and I tell young people, you know, don't do that, the devil wants you introspective all the time, you know, I mean, we are introspective, all of us, even uh, pastors, you know, the best thing I can do for Pastor Lawrence, the best thing Pastor Lawrence can do for me is always to point me to Jesus, Amen. to remind me about Christ, to remind me about my sermon. Thank you for tuning in to our broadcast. You have watched highlights of a sermon by Joseph Prince. To order an audio CD of the full sermon, which is approximately 60 minutes long, call the toll-free number at 1-877-901-4300 or log on to josephprince.org now. Next on Destined to Reign. Is Jesus feeling rejected as he is so am I? I feel unsafe, Pastor. I don't know why. I get this feeling. I, I, I'm suffering a lot of fears. 
Then ask yourself, does Jesus have these tears? No? Then look to Him and say, as you are, Lord, free from these tears, so am I in this world. It might not come immediately. Keep on looking. You know something? As long as you keep on looking, the Holy Spirit keeps on working. God wants to meet your every need. Rise above every situation of lack and enjoy His supply as you learn about His great love for you. As a thank you for your gift of any amount, receive Joseph's latest two-sermon audio series, Ask Big, God Loves to Give. It's time to experience a new level of God's goodness in your life. For a specific gift, we'll send you a special package containing the brand new My Prayer Journal. Gear up for an amazing 2015 with this journal as you pen your hopes and prayers to God and have your faith ignited through inspirational verses and quotes. You'll also receive Joseph's latest The Benjamin Generation, five times more blessings, one DVD album that'll help you receive the five times more blessings that Jesus wants you to have, as well as other exciting resources. God wants to bless you beyond what you can ask or think. To order these resources, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today.
For more information on how to order this powerful resource, call us toll-free at 1-877-901-4300 or visit us at josephprince.org today. Joseph Prince Ministries is a Section 501c3 nonprofit organization, and your gift is tax deductible for the amount that exceeds any fair market value of the materials you receive from us. Joseph Prince Ministries believes that your tithes belong to your local church. Your donations to the ministry are received as offerings to support the preaching of the gospel of grace. program was sponsored by the friends and partners of Joseph Prince Ministries. For your donation of any amount, the Word Network will send you a Yes, Lord bracelet based on John 11:27. Martha said, Yes, Lord, I believe you are the Christ, the Son of God. For your Yes, Lord bracelet, call 855-730-WORD. That's 855-730-9673. Right now, we are in the Feast of Tabernacles. Yes. The Feast of Tabernacles is the...
goodbye world. I stand no longer with you. Goodbye franchise of sin. I stand no longer with you. I made up my mind to go God's way. The rest. That's it. I made up my mind to go God's way. The rest of Come on, say it again. Home at last, 
I will do that there. What do you think? How you doing? I haven't heard from you. <laughs> but anyway, God is good. Um, I um, I am so blessed to be among the blessed ones. <laughs> is that is that is that one of the things to say? I am, I feel privileged and blessed to be among you all because you know each and every day as we as we get on this call. That's a new morning, my morning, the new verses that we see each and every day. In spite of what we're going through, we're going to stand on the rock, stand on his rock of his high calling. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I just had to say that this morning. Certainly, my my spirit wanted to speak to you all this morning Um, because, you know, sometimes we we get on the call as advocates for others. And, 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 and I wanted to just say that God bless each and every one of you for, for standing on the battlefield of prayer with us, uh, for me every day. We we are our brother's keeper. And um and I thank you for it. Giving you flowers right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm gonna I'm I'm at work but I just wanted to get on because, you know, Sometimes you miss. I mean, you miss being fed the goodness of God and what He's doing in our lives when you're when you're not on the call. But um, I try to you know I can't keep it on long because I don't want to get tired. You know, I can't. I, I want to do it so bad to be on the call, but I, I you know I digress because I know that my finances are, are, are where they need to be right now. I'm going to be um, pretty soon. I wouldn't have to um, be on be. Hopefully, we'll have to do this job alone because I do have some other stuff that's coming down the pipe, but, but I'm glad that, I, that he allows me to get on for the moments that I do have to spend with you all sharing and worshiping him. You know, anybody got in the violins they want to play? <laughs> <laughs> but I want to go ahead and do my, my prayer. <laughs> I've gone through the fire. And I've been through the flood. I've been broken into pieces. Through lightning flashing from above. But through it I remember that he loves me. And he cares for him never command me. Then I can bear. Dear Heavenly Father God, dear most righteous one, God, good morning. Good morning to this day that I've never seen before, God. God, as I bow before your throne of grace and mercy, God, with thanksgiving in my heart, God. I love you, Lord, each and every day that I breathe and walk this earth with you, God. I thank you for the blessings of each and every one of us called oh, waking up with the right mindset to stay focused on your will and your way, not theirs, but your will and your way. We have those those stumbling blocks, but, God, I know that you'll be right there to press them down, press them back into the to the earth, press them right back down from where they started. So, God, I thank you for, for allowing me to get on this morning with the thanksgiving and zeal to, to want to, to do your will, God. Give, give you to your people, God, so they can hear my voice, in their ears. Open up their ears to hear the God bless you. Open up their ears ears so they can hear you speak through me. Thank you, God, for this day. 
And God, as I, I, I bow and I look up to your to the hill from which comes my help, God, I lift up to you the sick and shut in, God. You you have the healing power. You have the healing strength. You have the healing deliverance. That there is just the Father God in need in their lives right now, God. So I lift up the sick and shut in, God, to you, the great healer, the great sustainer, the great provider. I lift them up to you, God, to, so you can move like you've never moved before. We're still seeing miraculous signs and wonders right now as we walk this earth today, God. So right now, from the sound of my voice, God, move on their lives, move on their bodies, move on their health, health right now, God, and touch them and meet them in their time of suffering, pain, and tribulation, God. You know all about us, God. You know all about us from the top of our head to the sole of our feet. So right now, I speak healing across this atmosphere right now in 2015. Speak healing, God. Hear my cry, oh God, and I turn it to my prayer. Hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus, for hearing this prayer because it is done. The victory is already won in the healing of the Lamb. Hallelujah to your name, God. And I thank you. I thank you, God. These are many, many blessings that I give from my heart from my, from my heart to my mouth, from my mouth to your ear, God. And if you do his name, I only submit this prayer. I say amen, amen, amen. Amen. Healing will take place today. Healing will take place today. Healing will take place. Amen. Mm. For here never, for more on me, I said never, for more on me, never, never, for more on me than I can bear. Hallelujah. 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 How you doing? How y'all doing? How y'all doing? Y'all have a father, baby? I know there's nothing in anything, but in the God is good. It's mercy will endure forever. So I don't want no rock to cry for me. I don't want no rock to cry for me. So hallelujah to your name, dear Jesus. Hallelujah to your name. I, um, when you can talk about your problems, and when you raise everything over to God, and you can talk about the problem with the problem with the issue, the person who caused the issue, you can talk about the problem, you can talk it out, you have been delivered. When you can fall back on the issue, the situation, the person, or anything that, 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 that issue that, that came about about a person, and you can call, fall back on, on that issue with that person, you have truly been delivered. Jesus. And the stuff it, oh, hallelujah, when I tell you people, I have had a uh, conversation, and this is how I know that my God is moving. I, my husband called me last night, and we were just talking. I mean, really talking like, you know, like, um, not so husband and wife, we just talking. And, and we just sat there, and he started bringing up stuff. You know, of course, me, God, open his ears so he can hear me, just so you can see him through me. You know, this is a, a prayer that I pray all the time when I talk. And we were just talking about where did we go wrong. But not to say that I wanted to know the answer because I didn't, but I wanted to minister. Regardless of what went on, I ministered to him. And I thank God for it. And when I, got the, when I got the call, I asked to thank God for letting him open his ears so he can hear. 
And I didn't have any regret. I mean, it was so peaceful to know that God is in the, was in the midst because I felt his presence because the ears were open enough to hear because we discussed us and where, you know, I, you know where we went wrong, but it didn't. It didn't matter right about now. But we we talked. This, this is the more than I ever talked to folks child and person. And I thank God for when I got the call. I said, you know what, Lord, thank you for delivering. Thank you for healing. Because I've been in the town, I've been upset. But I thank you, God, for the for what you're doing in my life. In regardless of what we had in our lives, or we have what we got going on in our lives, He still. In control, and he's still moving and turning and, and shifting things, to, and, and, and giving us a peace and giving us confirmation that I'm right there with you. You know, normally you're being, I'm being in emotional turmoil and, and asking why, but this particular conversation was not for me. <laughs> it was not for me because when I ministered, the situation, our situation, is almost parallel with our, you know. The living the job, living the house, and all of this. But I ask the question: Do you see where? Do you see God's hand in, in moving? Do you really see His hand? And you know the answer that I got was no. And I said, well, "Why?" You know, the conversations were so. I mean, this conversation was, was 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 my opportunity to minister. My opportunity to minister. And I took that opportunity, and I felt really good about what I said I, when I left the call and got off the call. And I understand this. The, when, I, when, I, when I say that, I mean, Erica may know better than I, but when I say that I never had this conversation that God had put in my, my spirit with him, the phone dropped three times, three to four times. The phone dropped three to four times, people. And my husband called back. His phone dropped three to four times. I know the devil was trying to cut that conversation. Do you understand what I'm saying? So I'm looking here, and I'm like, what? Well, no. I was like, well, I'm not going to have to grab him away. The phone called, I promise you. I thought it was just too much for him to bear. He was going to call back like he normally hang up in the feed alone. Four times that call dropped. Hear me. Four times his phone called. His phone dropped. My phone was still on. His phone dropped, and he called right back to finish where we left off. Now you see God hand move. I see I seen it. I didn't even to me, I didn't even pick for the call back because I'm like, Well, that's that's how he do. You know, that's this my own own perception of well, well Lord, that's what he do. You know, running from the running from the word when I left it alone. The phone here and he called back every time. So I see God's hand moving because I pray to God to open his ears to hear me. Speak through me, use me. So I I'm with myself so I can be I don't have to be attack, I'm like on the attack mode. But I wanted to be on the mission to minister to him. I wanted to, I always wanted the opportunity for him to hear me and, and hear God. Hear, hear, hear what, yeah, open his ears to hear God through me. And that opportunity was then I thank God for it. I thank him for it. I thank him for it. And it, take, it, it, takes, a, it takes a moment. And I'm just going to wait on him to be used by him. Because guess what, y'all? It's not about me. It's about the healing that's taking place in my life. But it's not about me. It's about God moving, moving his hand, seeing and witnessing miraculous signs and wonders all around me. Not only me, you all see it. You all see it. 
We just got to have the desire to continue to see it and, and, and discern it and know that it is of God. Amen? <laughs> Amen, y'all. <laughs> Amen. But I just, I just had to share that because I just, you know, how every time the phone rings, I see that it's my father, my daughter's father. I pray to God, give me the, open up his ears to hear me and let him hear you through me. And I saw this last night was, oh, my God, you, I mean, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. It was, it was like, whew, whew, God, I thank you. And I did thank him. I said, God, I thank you because I never thought he was just like, keep calling back just to hear and to talk. And I like, and the first thing I said, my healing has truly taken place. Oh, Jesus, thank you, God. Amen. That's my testimony moment. That's <laughs> my minute, minute. <laughs> I got to go in the store. But I'm going on mute. I love you all. Amen. Oh, so now y'all gonna get quiet, huh? <sighs> yep. Waiting on you, babe. Mm, waiting on me for what? Mm. What's up? Well, my body been up since 4.30, but that's another story. Ahora <laughs> Ha, <laughs> Horabaka should go say the Cassandra go Sandra go say the Gosaka. Horabaka should go Hm, 
Yes, 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 Father. Thank you, Father. Mm, Yes, 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 Thank you, Yeah. 
sitting at the high. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Mm. Your tears. Yeah. Thank you, Father. Oh, just temporary. Yes, yes, yes. Praise your name, Father. We praise you, Father. Your tears. We you, Lord. There we go. That's it. Please, 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 please
Release that, Lord. Release that, Lord. Release that, Father. Say that voice in heaven like an ah. There we go. There we go. There it is. 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 Receive what God is doing right now. That's the Holy Spirit ministering. Receive what God is doing right now. He's ministering to you. He's ministering to your hurt, to your pain. Mm. He's touching you right now. Mm. Let him come in. Mm. Let him move. Mm. Let him move. Just submit and say, Father God, come in. Be my Father Gilead, my.
All right, we still there? We still there? Hello? Anybody there? Anybody there? Well, I'll go ahead and jump on my list while y'all do whatever y'all doing, which is downstairs. Do my juicing. I'll give it a couple of minutes for the juice.
April Moors, Haranda Shitaposa headed to go say headed to go Sahara Sidakose, Haranda go say headed to go say headed to go say headed to go Sadaka, Haranda go say headed to go Sahara go say head, Haranda go say head of Gosa, Sharambose, Shambukra, Sharaka, Sharaka. Punch Jaila Janaka Nation Aiden, Harapa Shitakose headed to go say headed to go say headed to go Saha. Harandra Thank you, Holy Spirit. Morgan Farley. Harambraka go say headed to 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 go say Rambaka should go say headed to say Harako say Harambraka should go say headed to say Harakara should go say headed to say Haraka should go say headed to say Andrasa Osheka should go say headed to say Harako should go say headed to say Harako should go say Sandra Gosa, Rabosa, Sheraka, 
серебрах сарака. Виктор, хорошо, что я сказал, что я сказал, что я сказал, что я Sharaka. Caleb Oilen, Tarisa and Brandiana, Makaino's eyes. So the Shirokosi, the Kandashi, the Kosehe, 
Um, Jan Dijon, Big Jim, Miss Henderson, Shenoko, Shirakanda, 
Harbaka Larry Ben, Horombaka Shiraka Horobaka, <laughs> 
Rosaka Shiraka. Elizabeth, Hoshiriko Shiraka, and Dashiriko Sendigosa, Horobosiko Saraka, Shiris Sarakande, Shiriko Sharande, Yaraka. Jamil and Kenzie Anderson. Hoshiriko Shiraka, and Dashiriko Sehiriko Sanda, Hoshiriko Sehiriko Sendrasiko Senda, Hoshiriko Shiraka, and Dashiriko Sedrico Sendasirikosa, Horobaka Shiriko Sedrico Sendrico Sede, Horoshiriko Shiraka, and Dashiriko Sendrigosa, Horoshiriko Shiraka Shiriko Seraka Saka, Horobasiko Sendrigo Sendrigo Saraka, Harakasa Shiraka. Jesse? Hoshiriko Shirakandarko Shiriko Saraka Sada, Horobasiko Sedrico Saraka Sada, Hoshaka Shiraka. And you read on family. Horobasiko Shirakandarko Shirakandarko Sende, Horobasiko Shiriko Shirakonda, Horobasiko Shirakanda Shiriko Shirakanda, Horobasiko Shirakanda, Horobasiko Shirakanda Shirakanda Shiraka. Italian family. Horobasiko Shirakanda Shiriko Sende, Horobasiko Shiriko 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 Sa. Hoshiroko Shirakanda, Shiroko Shiroko Semaka, Horbaka, Shirokosa, 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 Raka, Shiraka. And Jisurito family, an Italian family. Al Bailey, Haroka, Shiroko Shirokanda, Shirokosa, Horosaraka, Iraka. Teresa Crosby, Hombra Shiroko Shirandel, 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 Tristan Hardy, Shendrico Sedico Sedandarico Sede, Horobatico Sedico Dedico Sedico 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 Shiraka. Harambaka Patricia Arnold, Hundred Gossi de Gander Gossi de Gander Gossi de Ganda, Hundred Gossi de Gander Gossi de Gander Gossi de Ganda, Horgashi de Gossi de Gasser Gossenda, Rander Gossi headed the Gossi de Ganda, Sandra Gossenda de Gassandra Gossa, Shiraka. Gloria Daniels, Hundred Gossi de Gander Gossi de Gander Gossi de Ganda, Horobrand Gossi de Ganda, Shirgosander Gossa, Horadaka, Shiraka. The Dickersons, Hoshir Gossa, William Searcy, Shandra Gosser, Gandander Gosender Gosander Gosander Gosser, Sharandes, Arzera, 
People Community Service, Rambraka Shirakosa, Shiraka. Fra Brother Droopy, Yanakosa, Shirakasa, Yeraka. Nancy Bro, Rabashirakosa, Shiraka. And Yolanda Smith, Hombraka Shirakosa, Nakanda, Shiraka. Sherry Richardson and family, Bernard Hotfield and family, Margaret Bond, Arlene Shakir, Man in Revelation, Douglas Brother, Ursel, Sandra Watson, Arthur Richardson, Eulen Earl Harden, David Earl Thornton, Clayton Strong, Families, Verdell and Edgar Thomas, Paul and Delonda Bryson, Brenda Pam, Scotty, Deborah, Deacon Chuck, Jackie, Jackie Dunn, Angel Everett, Terry Love, Veronica Alexander, Lisa Brown, Lori Hartsfield, Rose Chavis, Sam Smith and the family, Ware family, Fan Marie's family, Virgil Bass, Jason Allison, Passion Alice Davis, Wesley Daniel Sims, Sabrina Newton, Courtney Robinson, Chris Marion Coleman, people from the meeting, always that lady outside the church I was at, <coughs> my tenants, Lady Lori Minister, Samaine, Julian, and Janine Haley, Dave Rivera, Summer Live, Veronica Jackson, Spring Alexander, Reggie Moore's father. Braka Shirkosi de Kanda Shirkosi de Gassandra Gosendi de Gossa, Rakara Shirkosendi de Gassandra Gossara Casa, Rakaranda Gossi de Kanda, Karashirkosi de Gassandra Gosse, Harbosa, Shiraka. All right, I got one more list. Does anybody want to do this? If I do my last one. Hey, well, good morning. Good morning. How are you? Oh, I'm okay. How you doing? Pretty good, pretty good. You sounds good. All right. Uh, let me do my last list then. Let me start with City Refuge. Shana Robo Shirakoranda Gosida Gandar Gosida Gandash Gosida Gosanda Gosa Horabakara Shirakosida Gandash Gosida Gosa Sharaka. People in the gifting class. Gosida Gosida Gandash Gosanda Gosa Rombraka Shirakosida Gosanda Gosida Rombrash Gosida Gosanda Gosaraka Sharaka. CFF Horabaranda Gosida Gandar Gosida Gandar Gosanda Rombasa, Shiraka. Reginald Fawson. Shiraka, 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 Shiraka. Joyce Mason, Alex Thompson, Elliot, and Chris Foster. Maria Mathis. Helpmates. Humbra, Shiraka, 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 Shiraka. Uh, Rose Johnson, Narako Shiraka 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 Shiraka. Andrew Dijano, Rondel Gondelgandergosa Shiraka. Donald Luster, Hobraka Shirakosa Shiraka. Della Karandla, Shinder Gondelgandergosa Shiraka. Jonathan Dunlap, Raba Shiraka Shiraka Daka Shiraka. Travis Crocker, Shinbrush Shiraka Shiraka Shiraka. Larry Song, Brush Gondelgosiraka Shiraka. Sliver Sega Shirobara Shirakosa Shiraka. Rosemore, Randa, Gossi, Didica, Shiraka. My parents from Brush to Gossi, the Ganda, the Gossi, Shiraka. City of Atlanta, Brother, the Gossi, the Ganda, Shiraka. Mama Jean, Brush to Gossi, the Ganda, the Gossi, the Ganda, Rosa, Shiraka. Nate Carson, North Shira Gossi, the Ganda, the Gossa, Shiraka. Wajin, Brother, the Gossi, the Ganda, the Gossa, Shiraka. 
World Hospital in the community. Shandra, should I go to the Ganda? Should I go? Hmm. What do we got? What we got? Washington, World Hospital in the community. Mark and Charles II. Rwanda, go. Should I go? Should I go? Should I go? My parents, Shandra, should I go to the Ganda? Should I go? I mean, Mark and Charles II. Pastor Mark, Romba, go. Should I go? Should I go? And myself, Bron, did I go? Should 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 I go? Got Demond Holly and KFCF organization, Denise and Terry, Sam McNabb, Barbara Carson, family, Mike Stripes and Dietrich, Jerry, Barbara Salter's cousin, Louie and Sherry, Bishop Biabo, Erica Carlos Smith, Corey and Dennis, Mark Gully, Gerard Jenkins, Mark Eaton, Charles Sr., Gene Altman, Platt Academy, Don Smith, Jeff and Natasha Ferguson, Guy and Subway, Chauvin, Phil and Jan Enlow. Hombro Shiriko Sirikandasha, Hombro Shiriko Sirikandasha, Sanda, Hombro Shiriko Sirikandasha, Sandra Shiriko Sandergose, Sheradasa, Sheraka. All right, that's my three list. All right, anybody else want to do their list? Okay, we got congregations and churches, deceased and hospice, sick and shut-in, missionaries, prisoners, abuse, addiction. Um, somebody go ahead and grab one. Pressure to ministries, their families. I think so. So somebody grab a list and pray for them. Okay. Everybody speak up at once. All right, congregations and churches. Missionaries. Deceased in hospice, Sherakandir go sender go sender go sender go sender go seraka, Sheraka. Prisoners, some branded go sidaganda, there go sender go sender go sa, Sheraka. Congregation churches, missionaries, prisoners, abuse, Sharanda go under go under go under go sa, Sheraka. And addiction, Shander go under go under go sedaka, Sheraka. Deceased in hospice, Shandra, Shiraka, Sandra, Gosa, Shiraka. The unsaved, Rombo, Goshi, the Gander, Goshi, Gander, Goshi, Gander, Goshi, Gander, Goshi, Gander, Goshi, Gander, Gander, Gosa, Shandra, Yaraka, and Yaraka. Unsaved, um, what else you got? Pressure to ministry, Sandra, Families of pressure to ministry, And sick and shut in, And I guess that's it.
All right, was that all of this? Uh-huh. What did you say? I think that's all of the list. Okay. Sam? Hello? Somebody said something. Hey, Sam. Hey, Cher, how you doing? Not bad. Um, yeah, I'd like to do the father list. Okay, go ahead. Dear Heavenly Father, we come to you today and say thank you for another bright, shining day. We thank you for just being here on the prayer line with us today, Lord God, and ask thy blessings on uh, the rest of the day for us so that we may shine for you, Jesus. Heavenly Father, I just ask, Lord God, for those that have are fatherless, those that have no fathers, Lord, I ask that you become their father for them, Lord. Let their eyes not be distorted about themselves, Lord God, and that they are comforted by your Holy Spirit. Bring people their way, Lord God, that will love on them and that they will receive that love, Lord God. Open their hearts, Lord, that they may receive love from people that truly love them, Lord. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Hello. Yeah, we're here. Oh, okay. And then the uh, post-traumatic stress people. Dear Heavenly Father, we come before Thee for the people that have had traumas in their lives, Lord God. Lord Jesus, only You know how to meet their needs, so we lift them up to You and ask that You take care of them, Lord God. We thank You for watching over them through the years, Lord God, and just ask that you continue to watch over them. Ask, Lord God, that your will be done, Lord God, and whatever happens, Lord God, we ask that your will be done in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's all of this. Okay. I guess we'll do the reading in a minute. I'll let a song a song or two play and then I will do the reading. What do you want, Cat?
Thou art worthy to 
Okay. Temple and man, do you not know, right to the Apostle Paul, that you are God's temple and that God's spirit dwells in you? 1 Corinthians 3 and 16. He has received revelation and likening man to the temple. As God formerly dwelt in the temple, so the Holy Spirit indwells man today. By comparing him to the temple, we can see how the tripart <coughs> excuse me, how the tripartite elements of man are distinctly manifested. We know that the temple is divided into three parts. The first is the outer court, which is seen by all and visited by all. All external worship is offered here. Going further in is the holy place, into which only the priests can enter, and where they present oil, incense, and bread to God. <clears throat> they are quite near to God, yet not the nearest, for they are still outside the veil, and therefore unable to stand before his very presence. God dwells deepest within in the holy of holies, where darkness is overshadowed by the brilliant light into which no man can enter. Though the high priest does enter in once annually, it is nonetheless indicates that before the veil is rent there can no be no man before the veil is rent there can be no man in the Holy of Holies. Man is God's temple also, and he too has three parts. The body is like the outer court, occupying an external position with his light visible to all. Here man ought to obey every commandment of God. Here God's Son serves as a substitute and dies for mankind. Inside is man's soul, which constitutes the inner life of man, and which embraces man's emotions, volition, and mind. Such is the holy place of a regenerated person, for his love, will, and thought are fully enlightened that he may serve God, even as the priest of old did. Innermost behind the veil lies a holy of holies into which no human light has ever penetrated and no naked eye has ever pierced. It is the secret place of the Most High, the dwelling place of God. It cannot be reached by man unless God is willing to rend the veil. It is man's spirit. This spirit lies beyond spirit lies beyond man's self-consciousness and above his sensibility. Here man unites and communes with God. 
No light is provided for the Holy of Holies because God dwells there. There is light in the holy place supplied by the lampstead of seven branches. The outer court stands under the broad daylight. All these serve as images and shadows to a regenerated person. His spirit is like the holy of holies and dwelt by God, where everything is carried on by faith, beyond the sight, sense, or understanding of the believing one. The soul resembles a holy place, for it is amply enlightened with many rational thoughts and precepts, much knowledge and understanding concerning the things in the idolational material world. The body is comparable to the outer court, clearly visible to all. The body's actions may be seen by everyone. The order which God presents to us is unmistakable. Your spirit, soul, and body. It is not soul, spirit, and body, nor is it body and soul and spirit. The spirit is the preeminent part, hence it is mentioned first. The body is the lowest, and therefore is mentioned. The soul stands between, so is mentioned between. Having now seen God's order, we can appreciate the wisdom of the Bible and likening man to a temple. We can recognize the perfect harmony which exists between the temple and man in respect to both order and value. Temple service moves according to the revelation in the Holy of Holies. All activities in the holy place and in the outer court are regulated by the presence of God in the holiest place. This is the most sacred spot, the place in which the four corners of the temple converge and rest. It may seem to us that nothing is done in the holiest because it is pitch dark. All activities are in the holy place, even though the activities of the outer court are controlled by the priests of the holy place. Yet all the activities of the holy place actually are directed by the revelation and utter quietness and peace of the Holy of Holies. It is not difficult to perceive the spiritual application. The soul, the organ of our personality, is composed of mind, volition, emotions. It appears as though the soul is the master of all actions, for the body follows this direction. Before the fall of man, however, the soul, in spite of its many activities, was governed by the spirit. And this is the order God still wants. First the spirit, then the soul, and lastly, the body. All righty. And that's chapter one. Okay. So is breaking some things down to you, giving you some insight? Was that a yes or no? I couldn't. I, I know your soul was speaking, but you know you got to speak through the body, so I couldn't hear you. <laughs> I just called. Hi, I never again caught that. You know, spirit, soul, and body, and I say that, and the Bible says that. But you know, um, I think Pastor Luster was talking about, and other features too, about when whatever comes first is what's most important. And so God had that spirit, soul, and body. So I just, you know, always you said spirit, soul, and body, but meaning that your spirit is supposed to be first, and that's the order that he put it in the book, in his book. So that that was an interesting part to me right there, just that little tidbit. Because even I was talking about uh, Paul and Barn- Paul, Paul, Barnabas and Saul, and that when um, Barnabas, I don't know if he was Saul and Paul, probably Paul back then, first mentioned it, it was Barnabas and Paul, but then later on in the book, it was Paul and Barnabas. So how Paul had outgrown Barnabas. It's stuff like that, little stuff like that, that we just kind of, you know, read through or whatever, but 
it, it, it has meaning to it. And we just got to, you know, well, you can only be revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. What's that? Yep. Okay, this says that um, since we are born, we are all born in sin, we have to be reborn through the Spirit. So it makes sense for the Spirit to first. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Go ahead. It is to be reborn through your soul, said to be reborn through your spirit. Well, again, that, well, that to somebody who is immature or not a, a, a disciple, then it wouldn't make any sense to them. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and I noticed that two things, immature or not a child of God. Okay. So we got even children of God, they're immature and just not taught, not fed correctly. And it ain't got nothing to do about age, but you just haven't been fed correctly. You haven't been born, so you can't receive some of the deeper things of God. So it's quite interesting. Quite, quite interesting. <laughs> Chat, what are you doing? You want some water. Why don't you go upstairs? Hope you fall in. Oh, no. What? I said, oh, no. Oh, yeah. Drinking out of the toilet. This one's doing that chat? Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. I guess we take some prayer requests. Hey, you know, I'm always good for it. No problemo. Thank you. Hmm? I said thank you. All righty. Did I miss the list and uh, the reading? Yes and yes. My bad. No problem. Um, what are we doing? Praying for Renee. Lord, she the cause of her, the confounder God, and both say he did the cause of her. Hmm. She ran the cause of her. Hmm. Hmm. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Hmm. Hmm. Okay. Um. Share the compression. Share the compranda. Hmm. Share the compression. Share the comprabraka. Share the Hmm. Branded to go see here to go send dashed to go send out to go see dead to go send out. Rombosir Gandash to go see did go send to go see. Horrom branded she to go see dead to go send rash to go see dead. Dear to another go see here to go send out to go see dead. Yes, Lord. Branded to go see here to go send rash again. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Shanda to go sand to go say to go sa. Horum brass, should go say, should go sand to go say to go sand to go sa. Brand go say, headed to go sand to go say to go sand to go say to go sand to go say to go sand to go say. Hm. 
like a lot of times that you're tired or you get worn out or you just it's, it's hard to press sometimes yeah okay well we've been breaking spirit soul and body down reading about it in the book it's right now where you're at though you can't you see or sense things in your soul but the battle is huge in your spirit. That's why you feel tired, worn down, or it's just hard to push through sometimes. The devil is fighting as hard as possible to make you quit right now. He's fighting hard as possible. Literally, he recognizes and he's scared. If you get this last piece, if you do this last leg of this journey, mm, if you continue to press and do the things that the Holy Spirit is showing and growing you into, mm, mm, it's, Jesus, I should of course say it's huge. I can't right now. I can't even. Okay, this is what I'm gonna do because I can't totally articulate and it's probably best that I don't so what I'm going to do I'm going to speak in my spirit to give your spirit directly what it is that is needed okay Buki shaka karo bo sha rende ko sha bo hakande ko sheke ko krobo kaka dik roba ka ha 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 mbereke shede ko sede homboko ho rande ko sandra homboreke tede ko saka hande ke okara de shede ko saka now 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 she's receiving she's receiving she's receiving she's receiving shede rende ko sede she's receiving shandara ko she's receiving it she's receiving it she's receiving it she's receiving it jeroko sandaka duroko sendera ko sede ka sa dere 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 jeroko sandaka duroko sendera ko sede dere 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 jeroko sandaka ko sede ko rando ko sede dere 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 Mm, there is let it saturate. Mm, there is saraka sanda koko, shandara ko sendrasa shirkosaka, brate shirkose dergasa. There is. There we go. There is. Now it's gonna settle in. It's settling in. It's settling in. 
Shandrandarukosada, thank you, Holy Spirit. Shandrandarukosada, Yaradukosada, there it is. Nah, there we go. There you go, just receive it. Let it find its own course. Let it find its own course. It'll go where it needs. Uh, there it is. It's going where it needs to be going. There you go. There you go. You you literally you're literally submitting, letting God be God. You're literally just saying, "Okay, Lord, I don't know, understand, but we're breaking down spirit, soul, and body. Your soul is sensing something, but your spirit is just grabbing hold of it. So in your soul, you you because of your emotions. Because of your feelings and that with, with with spirit, soul, and body, that's why I'm speaking this way. You, you're sensing something. See, sometimes we, that's why a lot of times we can pray in the spirit, but we not really understand it or whatever. And, and what am I doing? But see, right now your soul and your spirit is is receiving. Is your spirit is just drinking this in what you need. I could not speak it out of my soul the way that it needed to be spoken. I could not, out of my soul, give you what was needed. So that's why I said, you know what, Holy Spirit in my spirit. That way I'm just totally submitting, and you know what needs to be done because you know specifically where she's at, and you know how it needs to be done. So that's why I said, let me go spirit to spirit. And your spirit just received it, and it's just still sucking it in. Your spirit just received it and just said, yes, yes, yes. It's drinking it in like a dry sponge on, on and some water gets poured down there. Your spirit is just soaking it up. And see now, because again, because see now, because of the soul was detached, the enemy has nothing. I can't stop her. I can't I can't see what's going on in her mind. Remember, he comes to your mind. He comes to your emotion. He doesn't know. He just knows that whatever it is that you're getting, he can't deal with it. Whatever it is that you're getting and receiving right now is what he was fighting to keep you from having. But because the Lord orchestrated this whole event this way, now it's entering in and you're getting what you need, which is going to give you the strengthen the endurance to persevere and to finish what the course you started and see he's been fighting tooth and nail to keep you from receiving what God just imparted inside you because he's been scared he's been scared because he's seen the growth he's seen the changes he's seen how even things he's been throwing at you you still been standing and allowing the word of God to work through you so now his notical as this part here is entering in your spirit it's beginning to bring you life strength in my now what I need you to do I need you to pray in the spirit I don't want you to pray in your mind I need you just to pray in the spirit Thank you. 
Tell me what you're experiencing, the different aspects of your life as far as the spirit, soul, and body. What are you what are you experiencing right now in those and I want you to break down in three arenas. If you're feeling something, good. If you're not, that's fine. But I want you to right now, I need you to distinguish between the three different arenas. I want you to talk to me according to your spirit, your soul, and your body. And tell me what you're experiencing. Okay. In my spirit I feel that it's, a, it's something that has always been with me. Okay. It's just it's growing stronger as 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 as, as the days go by. In my soul, I know my um, loyalty to my spirit. You know your what? And my and then my compassion towards mm. me is a challenge. Okay, for my body, I know it's things I have seen come against me. For where, maybe back when I was much younger, I would fall for it. But now I know my my spiritual, my soul is strong enough to say no. We're not playing that anymore. And to be more. Um, fulfilling for my spirit to also nourish my soul and my body in order to become this one. Can I say that last part again? I said it's for my spirit to go ahead and to nourish my soul and body so that they become one. Mm-hmm. Now, you mentioned something about a challenge in your soul. Well, explain that. Go over that part again. Okay. Challenging my soul. Okay, so my spirit, that belongs to God, to me and God. Okay, for so my soul, my soul would be like the purgatory of my being. Why do you say purgatory? Because it's like, a, it's like I would say like a launching pad. Here it is. Now, I can go with my soul on the positive or if I can go with my soul on the negative. So you're getting both experiences, the good and the bad. Right. Okay. And back when I was younger, um, just to look at, the, look at it from the carnal view of it, we get so caught up into so-called images of things around us that we start unknowingly taking on the form of what, of, of what we've been seeing or hearing for years. Mm-hmm. And then when we come across that event or either um, something that's happened in our life, we tend to take on 
but familiar. And out of that, the images and things brought into our spirit, into our soul, and in our minds, and in our hearing, that that's what we normally go put to. Mm. Okay, I know, like me, if something if something happens to somebody, I'm not so quick to lose my mind and go hysterical. My thing is to go into quick reserve mode and see what I can do to help. And when I do that, it does trip a whole lot of people out. Mm. Um, but um, like I told you for the last for a while now, and it's getting stronger. I've been getting a lot of things thrown my way to see if it can knock me off balance, if it can go ahead and um, make me bitter. And I, like I said, I refuse to go there. So I've been also telling a couple of people, I said, I'm glad that I do have patience because when I start hearing stuff, I'll take time to listen before I react. And then I know what's what. I can see it. So before it sit up there and go like, we'll tag you it, and before I'll be willing to let reflexes take over and say, we'll tag, I got you back, I'm looking at it for what it really is. Okay. Hmm. So well, right now I know that I'm on, I'm, I'm, I'm on stage. And I have heard some folks want to sit up there and tell me what's going on with me. And they have no idea. Or you can go in as a real estate investor. And I know I told you that um, a while back ago, I was given um, a vision, a seven-day vision. And this is part of my seven-day vision. Now, as time goes on, it's filling in things that I didn't understand when it was first shown to me. But then I'm starting to understand it better. But then, too, it's also letting me to, like I was telling you before, get into my balcony seat mm-hmm. and just watch and observe. Because it's going to be some, it's going to be some I'm going to have to uh, let go. And then it's going to be some that okay, that that will be part of my next promotion. And it's not to say that I'm bad-mouthing anybody or anything like that, but one thing it is also showing me, if this is something that says somebody's spirit is not right, it's not for me to take it on and join hands with them when I know it's not right. But if this is where they choose to be, then... um. That's something that they have to. That, that's something that they have to clear up with themselves. I mean, because I look at it too, and I wind up as days go by, I wind up quoting scriptures or thinking back and you know lining up scriptures for what I'm seeing today. And I just told a coworker of mine on Saturday because she was telling me about a documentary called True Colors, and it was talking about some of the things that we didn't know from our from our inheritance, our lineage. Mm-hmm. And so I was telling her, I said, well, you know, if you go back into the book of Exodus, um, the people that were enslaved, they had a good inheritance. It's just that down through the time, 
people didn't keep up with it to make sure that people remembered. And the belief, the belief and faith of it got weak. Because you had more people who didn't didn't know or didn't understand. You still had a few people who remembered, but then for the majority, they didn't. So here you have this new group of people coming into this land, and here it is. The Israelites, they still outnumbered the Egyptians, but for some reason, they let themselves be taken in. Only for Moses to go back in and say, okay, come on, God, let me wait till we rake you all up and then get y'all on out of here. Mm-hmm. At this point, you got people for where, you know, you're going back back to, you know, with Adam and Eve not standing up and, you know, taking responsibility for the part that they played. And they've gotten so used to hiding behind others and other things that they think they can't be seen, but they are being seen. So I was telling her, I said, now here it is, we're learning things that has always been there. And it's, and it's miraculous to us because for the people before us, they didn't keep up with it to make sure that the line stayed strong. I said, so for with this stuff that we're learning, it is great, it is good, but you're going to think it has always been there, just like God has always been there. And the more that we get to learn about God, the more amazed we are, but he's always been there. And, you know, it comes down to the point of, like, they, um, like God had told Moses, okay, you're three days away from your victory, you know, from your promised land. But meantime, you have so many people that they got entangled up in selfishness and greed that they wound up wandering for 40 years. And it's down to the point, I don't want to fight with myself. But you got a lot of people out here who do want to fight with themselves because this is what they have gotten used to. And for me not wanting to fight with myself, it seemed like I got more opposition being thrown my way. But like I said, with patience and for me to stand still, it's showing me how to bob and weave around it. And I'm still here. And matter of fact, I even find myself that somebody's trying to talk to me about somebody else. I just like to say, well, you know something? I say, at this point, you know, commandment says, just follow my commandment. Pray for your enemies. Pray for your friends. Just pray for people. For that, he did not build our bodies to sit up and to fight with these folks on a evil level, but to put them on the altar and let God, and let God deal with them. You know how your um, answers will tell you about your sibling? You know, you get ready to fight them, and they said, no, nah, don't do that. I said, that's not to get them. That's for me to get them. <laughs> I mean, so, like I said, there's been a lot of wrestling around me and stuff, and it seems like the more calmer I stay, the more that where the opposition is coming from, they're getting more upset. So it's like, well, hey, I know people have done this to me, so if I'm doing this to her, she ought to, she ought to um, react the same way I react. Mm-hmm. 
and I can't do that. I, I, I can't. It's not, it's, not, it's not in my spirit, my soul, or my body to have to allow someone to steal my joy. And God also told us that, that we're not victims. We're only victims if we come, if we let ourselves be tangled up in fear and hopelessness. And I also know that everybody doesn't understand, but out of this point, this is a relationship between me, God, and the Holy between me, God, the Holy Spirit, and Jesus. Now I can love you all day long, but then when the other person decides they want to love themselves, okay, hallelujah. But it's been a thing for where I can only do, I can only be accountable for what I do and for what God wants me to do for his will and for the purpose that he made me for. Now, if I let man go ahead and drag me in the other direction, then it's my fault because I already knew what was expected of me in the first place from God. Now, if I didn't know, then, okay, have mercy on me. But since I've then learning the word and getting more into it, it's for me to be responsible for my will for what he made me or for what he made for me to be. Okay, that's my story. That was highly introspective. Yeah, well, like I said, I've been going through, but it's been a lot of, it's been like, a, um, I want to say like a, a good amount of negative talk. Mm-hmm. And just like I told you about the woman who was wandering around that we prayed for um, on Friday. Right. Okay. Now, I could have gotten to the carnal and, you know, tried to use her for entertainment, but why? Because this was his best part. That could be me. That could be my kids. That could be one of my neighbors. And, you know, even though she was giving help and she refused it, she can't say that didn't anybody try to, you know, give, you know, to help her out. But in the meantime, too, when I've been hearing a lot about the um, the man that didn't know his identity, and when um, someone asked him of his name, well, when Jesus asked of his name, he said his name was Legion. Because he had a whole lot of different things running around in his head. He didn't know how to, um, to his true self to come out and to realize what he was here for and for his purpose. And that's kind of like how that lady was walking around on, um, that I told you about on Friday. But it's not for me to sit there and try to make fun of her. If I have any fiber in my body, a chance I can wind up helping her out, then that's what I would say to do. 
But like I said before, like for the my employment for right now, it's um it 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 involves a lot of image. Image can be a lot of things. Image can be something that you see but isn't really there. Images that we did, the images that we fall into, do they have the substance to it? Because they said, I mean, because it was it was said that the devil he takes on many images. Now, does he have any good? Now, does the devil have any good substance to him? I mean, so every time that we see something, like I said, if it looks good to us, it smells good, tastes good. But in the meantime, what is the substance of this stuff? Is it good for you? But Adam and Eve ate the apple. Okay, they didn't die then and there, but substance of that apple. What did it get them? It got them to go into into, um, being scared, fearful, denial, not standing up and being responsible for the action. And out of that, where did they lose? They lost the paradise of everlasting life. Okay, now you were protected from all this other stuff. Okay. Now you have to go out here. Now you have to go to get back for what was yours already. And seeing just like, um, like I said, for my line of, of business, okay, we got people where they come in, you want to get hair sawn to your head. Okay, this is hair that's coming from somebody else's body that had to do, whether it be animal or human. And what was the substance of them? Because, see, now you're intertwining this with your own body part. And don't think it don't have something on it that can wind up infiltrating into your spirit and your soul. Because they say you are what you eat, right? So whatever produced that air, was it of a good spirit or was it of a bad spirit? And we all seen the um the movie The Master. Well, it was a movie that a lot of people have seen it. When the guy put on the mask, he took on a whole new form. Now, it wasn't him per se, but he's on the spirit of the man. I mean, so you were just talking about the spirit, soul, and body. Okay. You got to go for those are four. The spirit and the soul is four. That's your inner. But for your body, okay. It doesn't matter how many decorations you put on it, but is your connection up with your body? So that's the question I get for you today, Sam. Is your core matching up with your body? Okay, so that's the question. Want to say that again? Is your core matching up with your body? Hmm. You asking me that question or just in general? It's just in general. Mhm. But something to think about. So like I said, out of out of me doing hair and stuff, I see so many people. If you look at them and let it be in a picture, you may say, "Oh, well, this is a very beautiful person." But for you to meet them in person, 
You can see the image, but what you're feeling from there for is something totally different. Four slash stocks, three eighteen thousand and fifteen. You can grab all your CNA data there. You can still go to the this is the Google Docs right here. This is the Google Docs right here. I mean, but we, we buy so much into it and just like with um they be telling us about fast food and processed food. Okay. It looks good, it smells good, it tastes good. But in the meantime, what is it doing to your inner core? Mm. It's slowly breaking it down and killing it. Okay. Now, in the meantime, they're making money off of you being, for you letting yourself be unwilling enough to go ahead and to eat it and for it to tear the body down. It's like when the Germans had the Jews going to um, concentration camps. Uh-huh. Okay, here it is. You got people, they stand in line. I mean, just look at a concentration camp as like a McDonald's or a Kentucky Fried Chicken or a Burger King or whatever fast food. You're standing in line. Mm. And it's only feeding you poison. <laughs> Okay, and you might come out. Okay, but then over a period of time, your body says, hey, 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 we can't deal with this no more. Okay, we gave you your time to see if you treat us right now. We're going to let you know. Um, be in charge. Now, you can find out what you need to go, or guess what? Keep feeding that this stuff, and we don't have to stop shutting down shop. Now, now over in the carnal, you got doctors say, well, hey, you know, well, hey, you take this, you take that. Now you look at the um, the, 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 the the side effects on that, but then the doctors will tell you, oh, well, you know, we think that you should ought to keep on taking it because it's going to wind, benefits going to wind up weigh, uh, weighing out the side effects. But here it is, they tell you that this stuff may go ahead and even kill you, but your doctor's still telling you, well, don't worry about that because we think that it'll work better than we won't, it won't kill you. But they already say to say is that it does have a chance of killing you. Your body is already at distress. Mm. Or that you're at disease. Mm. I mean, but when we get out of this other stuff, because we're so tuned for and yeah, we want to honor people by their word, but everybody doesn't stand by that. So we have to get our inner core together in order to take time to listen. Because to get down to the point of pointing fingers, they'll got three of them coming back into So what part did you plan in this? Just as good as you listened to them, you didn't have to listen to them. Common sense, your inner force should have kicked in and said, hey, no, this is not lining up with me. Okay, so then you go right back to the scene of standing in line and going in through those doors where they're feeding you poison and you're accepting it. Now here's the other part. Now here it is, go somewhere for where they're feeding you nutrition. But then that ain't fun. It takes too much work. <laughs> and uh understand the nutritional value, but over here 
they say. Okay, be over here. They say, but it's not giving you the full 100% nutrition as it is over here where it's going to be where you take your time, put some love into it, and do the work. So that's why I got so many mindless people just roaming around. They want to play the part, but they're not being the part. Okay. And then other people will see them, and then that's why they got so much negativity talked about so-called Christians, because you got a lot of Christians out there who they look the part, but are their cores meeting up to be the part. I mean, so this is the stuff that I see on a daily basis. And like I said, I'm glad that I do have the patience to sit back in my balcony box and just observe. And then, too, with me doing that, it's a lot that's coming towards me to try to see if they can get me to react. And the only thing I can say at that point is that I'll put you on the altar because it's not for me to sit up there and to uh, dole out your punishment. That's not that 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 wasn't in my job description when I was being made. Okay, that's my story. Your story, and you're sticking with it. That's right. Okay, who else wants prayer? I would like prayer, please, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else wants prayer? Sandrande, <laughs> Yes, Holy Spirit, thank you for the covering. For the anointing, for the breakthrough, for this woman of God and her family, for this woman of God Choices. Hmm. Hmm. 
choices, opportunity. Okay. Since you know that you're at a buffet table, you run in a restaurant, you have choices. You have choices about what you're going to eat and who you're going to dine with. You have choices of opportunities. So just imagine that you're, you know, at the buffet table, like, a, you know, so you can go, you can get what you want. But see, your buffet table is a little bit different than like a, where we go, Golden Corral or something like that, you know, where you got a lot of everything and it's good. You're going to have some choices that are good. You're going to have some choices that are, are like fine, exquisite dining. See, again, since you have the key, you can go back to the VIP section. You can go back to where, where, where where the only elite dine and elite eat and they get the elite kind of food. God is giving you that type of reign. I should say range as far as how he's dealing with you. So in other words, the opportunities and the things that, that, that will avail themselves and you'll find yourself in the midst of, that you'll have, you know, in other words, some things will come to you and it'll be good. But then it might be a little bit better. Not saying that what's in front of you is not good, not that it might not be workable, but there might be something that's a little better, which you might. But that, of course, we all know that's going to require a little bit, some more patience, some more time, some more work. That's normally those two kind of go hand in hand. So as the Holy Spirit continues to lead you, and avail and and show and show you things and. I recognize, too, opportunities are not always something that comes to us and is nice-looking or is already ready. Opportunities is just like the diamond. Diamond is a lump of coal under a whole lot of pressure. And you got to take the time to dig that diamond out of there. So opportunities that might present themselves, if you look at it for what is surface value, then you might you might not you'll pass over or gloss over it. But if you allow the Holy Spirit to reveal you and show you certain things, you see the true worth, you see the true value. Now opportunities are gonna be a variety of different things with you. Again, remember you've gotten promoted now. Yeah, you've gotten to another level now. So now you might have opportunities. Okay, I'm going to I'm in the construction arena. I might have an opportunity which somebody might give me something free and clear just to get it off the thing, and I'll go and I'll just clean it up, and then I'll give somebody else an opportunity to make to make some money off of it. So in other words, I get a house. I get it free and clear. I put 10000 I go sell it for 20000 and they'll take it for 20000 They'll go sell it for 100 mm-hmm. So now... God is giving you opportunities for somebody else because, see, that other person might not have been in a position or might not have the understanding or the foresight or even the contact in order to get it free and clear. So now, since God is, remember, now you're going to also into the managing aspect. So since God is promoting you, so now some of the opportunities, some of the things that will present themselves to you will be for others. So understand that as well. Okay. Understand that as well. So, again, uh, your emotions, here we go again, you can't always be emotionally attached or secure. You must You must listen. We just read about spirit, soul, and body, the spirit reign. You must listen to that spirit man. 
When he tells you to get it, move, go. When he tells you to pull back or give it to somebody else, move and keep moving. Like Pastor Mark says all the time, we, we never give up our cup. That way when we get it, we can pour it out, get it and pour it out. And we're not only blessed, but we're blessing the others. See, the, <clears throat> as you continue to walk in this new capacity that you're walking in, and you're not even really walking, your spirit, again, we're breaking spirits on the body. Your spirit is moving in that capacity now. Because it's already been unleashed in the spiritual arena. Your soul has not yet quite begun to manifest the fullness of what's going on. So in your soul, you might even begin to sense or see things just a little bit different in the soul, in your body. But your spirit man is already there. Your spirit man is governing and moving and doing the things at this new level, at this new level. So that means you got to you. So here we go. Yeah, I know. Go and give me some names. So now you're going to definitely have to contact more with your spirit, man, so that you make sure that you're moving in accordance with him, that you're step by step with him, that, that you're allowing him to lead you so that you're not going to miss it or get left behind or make a mistake or get caught up in something which is not for you. But your spirit man is there moving at whatever speed needs to be, 110 or 20, whatever speed needs to be done in order to, for the things that are coming your way that God has promoted you to, that's what he's doing. That he's, he's there. You just have not began to experience it in the fullness in the soul and the body as of yet. But it's coming. It's coming because see, you're letting your spirit man lead you. So if you try to walk in it according to the body, you're going to miss about 98% of it. In your soul, you'll probably do a 50-50 thing. But in that spirit right now, if you continue to yield and let that spirit man lead you the way that he is ordained and the path that he has you on, oh, yeah, opportunities begin. Because, see, out of opportunities, and here we come with the diversification. Okay. And see, even when we read in 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 and and talking about the proverbs and in the book with Scott Lee, Stephen Scott talking about that Solomon was a man who understood diversification. So we need to diversify. We don't need to have all our eggs in one basket, all our wealth in one thing. But again, you can't diversify if you ain't got nothing in one basket. If you barely holding on to a basket. Right. So so now recognize and what okay, now what you need to do as the Holy Spirit leads you, is now your confessions need to line up with your spirit. I don't care even if you don't have a basket. I don't care if you only got one egg. Your confessions and the things you coming out of your mouth now, they need to line up with your spirit. But again, your spirit is moving. Your spirit is going. Because your spirit has been given the authorization and the empowerment to move at the speed that God wants it to move, to do things. That, again, it's at a whole nother level. Like, your soul and your body are going to catch up. Your body going to probably get dragged along. But your spirit is there. So you just continue to put time to your spirit and let him, let him guide you. Let him just do the things that he knows need to be done. You trust it and move. You trust it and move. And let him coordinate everything. It's like a big old puzzle. You might get a corner. You might get a middle. You might get another corner. You might get a, another corner. Then you get an edge. So you're getting all these pieces, but you've got to trust him in his time and in his way for everything to fall in order to make the picture perfect. And I'm done. Man. So I'm going to get any mean text today? Huh? I'm going to get any mean text today? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) 
I love you too, babe. Mm-hmm. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and mm, with choices, mm, I guess that's why you're saying I need to be more in tune with the spirit because with choices, if we allow it, we can become confused and conflicted. Mm. Oh, oh, now you don't went on something on that one. We we're, we're getting okay. back to what did we say the other day? Come <laughs> clear that I'm confused. <laughs> right. Clear that I'm confused. And the reason I um the reason I say that is because you know sometimes and 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 that's why it's important to be in the spirit because. Mm. You know, when you have choices available to you, sometimes when you want to dine, you want to consider yourself to dine with the elite or the upper echelon for whatever reason to be able to be exposed to or have said that you or to say that you have had that experience. But often, oftentimes, you can get in these type of environments with the upper echelon, and you can really find out that however they were able to achieve their accomplishments, their spirit is so misguided. And, of course, there is a need, you know, to dine with them, but you also have to have the strength of God to be able to sit and dine with them and be able to redirect them. Because because sitting and dining with a certain group of people, there are so many things that can possibly be at risk because they have the, you know, they have the wealth of carnality and they also have the power of carnality. And then there is a need to sit and dine and feast with those that are not of, you know, the, you know, upper echelon, you know, you know, population. And, you know, so sometimes it's like, okay, who do I sit with? Who do I dine with? Okay. Hmm. Okay, now spirit to dine with either one of them. What'd you say, Renee? Okay, now she says that she gets down to the point of the question is, who did she dine with? And the thing of it is, as I said, when you sit down, I mean, when a banquet is prepared for you or your friends and for your enemies, they will all be there for you to dine with. But then at this point, when you dine with them, you would know everybody's position. Who's for you, who's against you. 
empathy for you doing what you're supposed to do. You're showing you you show you're showing the people who for you the way or you being focused on how they can do it well. And then it's also showing your enemies, yeah, you thought you had me, but hey, guess what? I can sit down and I can suck with you because I already know what I already know what plane I'm on. Yeah. You can continue to sit here and hate. But then that's your choice. So at that point, showing them they can sit as they are, but they don't have to leave that table as they can. You know what? You you uh, touched on something which I'm going to ask a question on. If you know somebody doesn't have your best interest in heart or is your, I'm going to just say Judas, or they stabbing you in your back, could you still find it in your heart, in your, in your, whichever one you need to do, spirit, soul, or body, to work with? Could you, could you actually do that? As long as they weren't preparing the food. Okay, one at a time. As long as they ain't preparing the food. Is that as long as what? (laughs) As long as they're not preparing the food. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. All right. Okay. (laughs) Well, I I understand that one. What would you say, Erica? I agree. I can and I have. I mean, I do that every day with my... um, here at work mm. with my supervisor, I know she doesn't have my best interest at heart. I know what she has done. I've walked in on them, you know, degrading me and trying and all those various things in the workplace. And I've still found a way to, you know, look above what I think and what I feel. But mm. at the same time, as Renee says, because see, I can forgive. And, you know, I can even forget, but it has raised my awareness and consciousness Mm. to see them for who they truly are. And though I can work with them, I I know, you know, um, and I guess in carnality, as uh, Maya Angelou say, when people tell you who they are, believe them. Mm. Not only has she told it, but she's, she's revealed it and she constantly walks in it. But... I, you know, because I know that and believe it for what has been <clears throat> shown to me on a regular basis, I am very cautious and conscientious that I would not, I can even sit at the table and sit with them, but it definitely won't be a meal or an entree that they cook. Mm. And, and see, the thing about it, when which is excellent that we've been having this, in business and this world, Everybody ain't going to be for you. They might smile. Right. They might say it's another. But everybody's not going to be for you. Right. And we're, and we're going to have to deal with them. Right. And, and, and but in what she said, it was a lot of wisdom. She said, oh, I'll, 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 as long as they're not preparing the meal. In other words, you got to walk in wisdom. You got to keep an eye out on them and don't allow yourself to be put in a position where they can do you harm. Or, I'm going to even say this, or they can do you much harm. 
Because now something might happen, or we'll say, in other words, yeah, I might, I might let you, um, you know, do, but I'm not gonna let you have the checkbook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I, I might let you know how much in the account. You know, just stuff like that. So in other words, you, so that's why you gotta really just watch your back. And a lot of times, we don't. We have to always. Since that's what we have to. Again, letting the spirit lead. Let God will have us dealing with people who are unscrupulous. Will kill and steal. Who who will back? If nothing else, so he can show them that his word still works. You might be that person. Who was who, who gives them Christ by just what you do when they come and attack and kill you, to maim you, and, and how you respond or react. And and I'm not even talking about by walking on. You know, you need to go to church. No, just you know, by just letting the Spirit lead you, and then you're not even recognizing how much God is using you to plant seeds. Cause see, look at Jesus and Judas. Right. Christ did not know that he was going to betray him. He even gave him the money back. Okay, here. Don't you think he was ministering to him all the time? Why? Because he has compassion for everybody. Right. So, yeah. So, yeah, God will have unscrupulous people in your life, people who are going to back. And so you just walk in wisdom. When it becomes to your attention, you walk in wisdom. Right. You know, but and allow whatever it is your whatever needs to be done that God has put you two together to work in that capacity. <laughs> Well, see, oh, yeah. you know, just like, like when um, Jesus had told his disciples, he said that all his disciples said that he would die for him, give his life for him. And he <clears> said, no, you wouldn't. He said, I'm the crow the crow, um, crow three times. Right. Don't deny me. Now, he told him up front. Uh-huh. So he had a chance right there to go ahead and to change the script, but he didn't. Because his mind was so much of the carnal going on around him and him saving himself. Well, wait, wait, I'm, I'm gonna even take it there. You know, you know, he had a chance, but he didn't have the understanding. See, right. he 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 didn't. He had the opportunity to go build his spirit man up by prayer and stand in the gap. That's what it was like a warning. So that again, we're walking in our flesh and unaware. I'm never gonna tell you. That's what his flesh said. <laughs> Right, exactly. And see, you know, it's a lot of times we can sit up here and tell people because I have gotten into this habit <laughs> and I'm working on it. Um, when I would go to a funeral, I would always hear people tell folks, you know, of the bereaving family or friends, uh, is there anything I can do for you? Just call and let me know. Uh-huh. And I have heard it so many times that for when I lost my grandfather, I lost uh, my grandmother, my dad, my uncle, and I wound up, and it might have came off harsh to the person who I said it to, but when I, I, I started getting my body into the motion of when they get ready to tell me that, I said, wait a minute, hold it. Mm-hmm. If the words that's coming out your mouth ain't true. Don't say it. Mm-hmm. And they was like, what? I said, you know, it's it's a cliche now. Yeah. It's something. It feels like it's something that you should say. Now it's not. You're not thinking of it that these are your words that are going out, and then this person or this family member or this friend or this deceased person may need to reach out to you and to pick you up on your words. 
And I have seen so many times where people have sat up there and said that, and then when the person calls on, oh, girl, you know, I got something else to do. I ain't got time for that. But mm-hmm. this was your word that you put out. So I just got to the habit of telling folks, I said, look, if you don't mean it, don't say it. You know, that was that was one of the things that I didn't realize that was going on with Morgan. You know, um, that's just a natural, like you said, that's a natural reaction. And, again, her being young, you know, she didn't see, but she expected everybody to be coming around and that and the other. And, you know, again, us being old and mature, not that they wouldn't help or whatever, but that was just a euphemism. So she was holding that against people, which is some of the mindsets and the problems that she was dealing with that I didn't even know she was dealing with. You know, sometimes, Sam, when we think about other people, us that are seeing ourselves through them. You know, say, for example, you think that somebody's, uh, can't I can't use an example, but I'm, I'm just coming up with, if, if you think somebody else is showing off or negative about somebody else, sometimes it can be you that shows off and is negative about somebody else. What I'm saying sometimes, sometimes what we see in others is actually in ourselves. Mm. You know that's true because yeah. when we begin to judge others and point fingers at others, we're actually pointing them at ourselves more so than them. That's when that's when the spirit kicks in and says, "Okay, you see that? Mind your soul is showing you that. Now, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to are you going to repent? Are you going to confess it? Are you going to get right with me?" Or are you just going to judge again? For with the measure you judge, you are also judged. And so when we start pointing fingers at each other and saying, well, they do this and they do that, let's take a look at ourselves. What are we doing that may be similar to what they're doing, and are we are we willing to get straight with God on that first? You know what, Cher, and you, you said something in which is so true, and we don't recognize how often we're doing that. Um, karate instructor used to say, he would tell me to say something, I would just have this blank stare on my face. <laughs> and, and then people will label you, like you said, out of what they're running, what's wrong, what's, what's, what the, how they envision you thinking or you're saying that it's that and the other. Hey. And it's like that blank stare like a boy billboard, and they'll put signs, or he's thinking this, or he's got an attitude, or he's got that. And literally, I'm just listening to what you're saying, and I just haven't said anything. You know, and, and, and oh, they. Why are you looking at me like what's wrong with? And nothing's wrong with me. I'm just listening, you know. But we do that so often. Somebody would have no, 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 um, no harm or whatever. And because of just our own problems, our own world, yeah. we'll label them or accuse them unjustly. Right. Right. I know for my Good morning, sir. Myself, that um, us as a couple, sometimes we take things um, the wrong way, you know, and not even toward each other. Sometimes we're too touchy, you know, or we're too um, take offense or, or take it personally too much. I'm not saying just between us, but to other people too. And so when we do that, we confront that and say, okay, now we got to talk to the person that we've been offended by. We got to sit down and say, "Hey, you know, we didn't mean to do that. We didn't mean to say this, or, or, or we're sorry that uh, we took offense. We're sorry that uh, 
But see, the Holy Spirit has to deal with you on that and show you those things. Mm-hmm. In the flesh, we're in the flesh or we're in the carnal or we're in the soulish area where our feelings have been hurt and we take it personally. And, and, that, and that then is a choice. And, I, and I'm not sure if, if, if when we're attacked by the soul, if that is not just the enemy trying to open up another avenue to hurt us. Well, in about the buffet, he can. I, it might not always be led by him, but if he sees an avenue to get in, oh yeah, he's coming. Oh yeah, definitely. Here's another thing with that buffet thing. Who's making the buffet? Is it the enemy or is it the Lord? You know, are you going to even choose to eat the buffet, let alone sit with the other people? Remember, you're talking to Erica about the buffet. Uh huh. Be careful who serves the buffet. You got a choice whether you partake of the buffet. You got to know who's who's serving you. You know who who who's putting out the dish. Because if you don't know who's putting out the dish and you're eating, <laughs> whoo, you know what I'm saying. You got to know. That you got to really be careful. As you know, each day, you know, it says to 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 you know to work out our salvation. Fear and trembling. There's times we gotta know, you know who who who's in, who who have we allowed in that day. If we haven't allowed the Lord in to be center of our lives, we're the center, or the enemy's the center, and then that gets really dangerous because then we hurt ourselves and hurt other people around us, and that does us no good. And again, that's why it says confess our sins one to another. Mm. You know. Faithful and just to forgive us of all our sins. You know? So, that's why it's so important for us all to stay in one accord and not to judge and not to point fingers at each other because uh, that gets nowhere on the prayer line and that gets nowhere on our basic, our basic lives. Mm. We first need to get right with God for ourselves before we can even begin to understand what people go through. I know over the years that as a child, you know, growing up, you take offense more easily. You you get mad at people more easily. You know, right? You 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 think, okay, well they're they're doing this and they're doing that to me. As you mature, you realize <clears throat> they're not doing that to you. Sometimes you're doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're just doing it to yourself. It's your own soul that's getting in the way. Your your mind, your emotions, your will, your way. It's getting in the way of what God is actually saying. He's saying, okay, you guys want to keep living in your soul? Fine. I'm going to let you live in your soul until you learn your lesson. See, until you go through that test and overcome that, you're going to keep going into that same arena again. Mm. But once you realize what you're doing and you confess and say, okay, God, I'm sorry. I, I put myself above you. I put myself mm. in the position of my soul more important than your spirit. Mm. Repent of that. Repent of that and say, God, I'm sorry. You know, we really blew it and we're, we're really sorry. Help us to keep you in the center of our lives every day. When you do that, then you can be led by the Lord. And then you got to listen to Him mm. and not be braggarts, not be show offs, not be arrogant, not be better than everybody else, but to humble yourself and say, Well, God, mm-hmm. we really need you. We can't do anything without you. We can't even breathe without you. So mm. we acknowledge you today. 
and ask for your help that we don't live in the soul. I, I, you know, Sherry, I tend to agree with you. Um, The one thing that I would, I guess, my own personal reflection is, I, I think it's a little different, I guess, this is just my personal opinion, from a child. I think really at a child's phase, is when you more than anything you get your feelings hurt and you also have more of that that spirit of God where you're you know, though your feelings are hurt, it's easy it's easier mm. to fairly forgive and forgive people and give them another chance. I do believe after we've been groomed in a sense by life mm. as an adult is when we allow those things to actually hurt us as yeah. opposed to our feelings and still allow ourselves to be put in these positions, you know, where we continue to let these negative things happen to us, and then we pick up some of these attributes and thoughts or ideas of how to repay a person back. Mm. Instead of, because I, I just feel at the child phase, you know, the child, children are more honest and pure than anything. Well, mommy, that's not nice. Well, you shouldn't have said that. Or that person hurts my feelings. But if the per, if if someone were to even apologize to a child, they will sincerely accept mm-hmm. that apology and continue to play with them. Wow. Wow. Where they won't where they won't prepare themselves be hurt again because they think once you apologize that you're sincere. You're and actually sincere. Wow. Going back on taking But it's when we become adults, when we move and operate and think and feel with our guard up. Mm. Yep. So, so what you're saying is that that baggage is learned behavior. Yes, yes it is. Yep. Right. Wow. Yes, it is. Because children are so pure. You know, I, I will always remember this story. You know, I was a, mm, was it my sophomore or junior year in college? And my grandma, well, it had to be, it had to be my junior year. Um, And we were going to California to, you know, visit my mom for Christmas, so. Uh, my daughter came, you know, they brought Punch to stay with me. And one of my English professor, Dr. Dupree. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yes. Dr. Dupree, uh, you know, he allowed me to take my final exam early so that I can go ahead and take my flight and go to California for the holidays. Now, yes, we, you know, Dr. Dupree was a peculiar, and you know, Sam, Dr. Dupree yeah. was just peculiar. His demeanor was just peculiar. He was different, and you can see it. But mm-hmm. even as college students, when people would say things and make fun of them, you know, they would say things and make fun of them, and I would be amongst those people that would laugh at Dr. Dupree. I would, you know, though, you know, I didn't say it, I didn't do it, but I was a part of the group that laughed and chuckled every time they made a joke. Yeah. And Dr. Dupree allowed me to take my exam early. I went to his classroom. It was just me and Punch had to be two at the time. And he, you know, I sat her in the desk next to me, gave her some paper to write on and all that type of stuff. 
And Dr. Dupree, he came, you know, when he saw that I had a child with him, he came over to her just as friendly, and he wanted to just give her some additional things to keep her occupied while I did my exam. Mm -hmm. But whatever that was around Dr. Dupree, whatever his spirit sent off a message to Punch, as he approached her, she was around my neck. Mm. She would not let me go. Mm. She and, and the closer he came, the more she squealed and hollered and screamed. And I, she had to really sit in my lap as he came, approached me. And what and for me, whatever her spirit recognized or saw in him, mm. from that day forward, I was like, you know what? The Lord, something must not, you know, be all together here. And as my classmates would um, continue to mock him and things of that nature, I definitely let it go. I said, uh-uh, something ain't right, Lord, something ain't right. Mm. And if something, you know, were to happen and he was to spiral into a different type of person, I, my whole thing was not with me. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> Because, you know, she was just two. She was just two. She just, um, she didn't know him, but whatever it is that was about his spirit, it didn't agree with her. Mm. And she was fearful of him. And so I paid attention to her reaction and her response. And that was it for me. But, you know, like they say, the kid, they're going to be on themselves front. They, they have no filters. Right. And I had went through this with one of my cousins. Um, she's pregnant with her son. And the person who she wound up with wasn't the father of the baby, but he was around her while she was pregnant. Okay, so when she had the boy, I think she got married to her husband. At the time, the baby had been about maybe two and a half. And her son went to the same daycare as my daughter did. And uh, I found out that he was going to the same daycare. So I was talking to my cousin. She was kind of uh, guarded. And I said, I said, I was just asking because, you know, sometimes if I'm running late, you can pick up Chrissy. Or if you run late, I can pick up Xavier, you know. Okay, but we're still acting guarded. So, um, the people at the daycare started telling me about how the little boy was acting when he came in, what was happening. I said, okay. So I talked to her one day again, and I said, pay attention to what your son is doing. And she was like, what do you mean? I said, the kid would not steer you wrong in this area. This guy was around you when you was pregnant with this little boy. And this little boy still got unfavoring feelings towards him. Something's not right. And she said, oh, no, but it's okay. I said, no, uh-uh. If the little boy could have spat on his stepfather, he would have done so with no reservation. <laughs> okay, now, come to find out, because this is what they were telling me up at the daycare. The guy would come over, would bring the little boy, would drive up in the parking lot, would let the little boy get out the car, would let him walk in with somebody else. Nobody ever signed him in. Oh, wow. So she was like, well, you know what you're talking about. I said, look, let me put it to you like this. 
ask your grandmother or your grandfather, whoever picks him up when you can't get to him, ask them how many times they had to sign him in and out. Because he wasn't signed in when he was dropped off. Mm. And she was like, but, but I said, no, because see, guess what? The one thing you're not looking at and you think that you got it so covered, if something should happen in that building and they grab that book in order to go by who to look for, if his name is not signed in, they're not looking to him. Right. So they think that he's not there. Mm. Wow. I said, so, if I don't know what you're trying to hide and I ain't trying to find out your business, but like I said, pay attention to your kid because he's seeing something that, and you know what it is, but you just want to be in denial. Mm. I said, so to get you out of harm's way and get him out of harm's way, pay attention. Stop acting like, oh, it's just going to blow over because it's not. Mm. Okay, so she was married to the guy for about maybe a year and a half. And um, the next time I talked to her, she told me she got a divorce and that her husband was playing was, was messing around with some other young lady and got her pregnant. Mm. And so she said, well, I, I said, well, here you go. You gave him a chance, okay? I said, but the thing of it is, is this. As far as your kids, as far as your kid is concerned, pay attention to what he's, to what he's feeling. Because even though you might want to overlook it and cover it up with powdered sugar, he ain't, he ain't working on that. He ain't working on that. He's working on what he's feeling from this guy, and if this guy honestly do have feelings for you, answer him. Mm. And after I got finished talking to her, she got real quiet. I said, I'm not here to hurt you. Right. I said, but I'm hearing enough talk going around, and I'm seeing how your child is reacting to this guy. Because this guy has been around you all this time. Your son should have a much more better reaction towards him. But with him keep on fighting, something's not right with this guy. Mm. So she was like, well, when she finally came clean, Mm. okay, cool. But, you know, as much as we've been talking about right now, and, you know, as kids, we're giving fairy tales and um, stories to go by. And the one story that came by my memory was Pinocchio. Okay, Pinocchio was formed by Geppetto because he's a puppet maker. And he made him out of wood. So you could say he was made out of the wood that um, was used for the um, for the table in the in the tabernacle. Oh, okay. they say it was they said it was they said it was impenetrable. Hmm. It was you know it was hard to get things in, and you know when you got little kids, you know what they used to say back about kids back in the day. Yeah, you know you just got a hard head. Mhm. Okay. Now here it is, Pinocchio wish was to be a little boy. He didn't want to be just a wooden puppet. He wanted to be a little boy. Mm-hmm. So out of him being a little boy, he went through his trials and tribulations, didn't he? He got out there, got with his own crowd. They had their plan on for him not being knowledgeable or cynical like they were. 
And then in the in the midst of him getting further and further with the group, his father came up and got him. And out of all the stuff that Geppetto had told him that what he was expecting him to do and not to do, okay, now I made more better sense to him. Because he has he has something to to understand better with the lessons he had went through. And then when he got back home, he was no longer the little wooden head puppet, but he was a little boy. I mean, so we do have to go through our little wooden head puppet moment. <laughs> my nose is growing, my nose is growing. Okay. Hmm. Used another story that's actually true that possibly changed your ideals about children. Um, we know of a person that was actually um, made drunk and sexually abused as a child. And her stepfather beat her after she was young. And she trusts no one. She has never trusted anyone, ever. And she was scarred as a child, and she has her defenses up. See, not everybody all the time has a pure heart. I'm she, sure she has a pure heart, but she wanted to be safe. She wanted to feel safe, and yet she's not because she's not at that place. So, see, just because they're children don't mean they exactly have that mindset of being honest because then she became an alcoholic and other things that happened because they poured booze down her and then raped her. So see, you can't always put everybody in a certain category and think that everybody's the same because not everybody is the same. And people do get hurt in the world. People are starving. You know, we can look at them on the outside and yet they'll go home and have nothing to eat. You know, really know people by their physical. You know, we talked about this before, about the physical, the spiritual, and the and the uh, body. You know, so many times, and I'm guilty of this too, I've looked at the outer shell of people, the outer body, or I rely on how I feel about people. But when we begin to understand, and the Holy Spirit reveals these things to us, we begin to learn that Basically, we don't know everything. In fact, we don't know a whole lot of anything. Because we're relying on what we know instead of what God is trying to tell us. And so then we fall into the trap of thinking, well, they're this and they're that and they're this and they're that. But they're actually not those things. We only perceive what we want to see and not what really is. I'm done. Yeah, and that's and, and, and that and that's understandable. And um I'm sorry to hear about 
you know, when when kids or anybody gets put into that um, arena of abuse. Yeah. And like for the little girl, she probably went into into an inner because it seems like for the adults that was around her, they had a, they they not, not only did they um, abuse her and steal her joy. But she had to take her inner being and put it and keep it and keep it buried deep inside her just for her to keep going. Um, I came across a lady a couple of years ago and I didn't know her back from when she was in more of her carnal days. I just knew her from the present. And this is one thing I will tell people if I know about their past or if I don't know about their past. If I tell them, if you change it for the right reason, I can't hold your past against you. Right. When you repent, when you realize and you repent for better, um, God already forgave. It's a shame that it's so hard for us to forgive ourselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, she told me she well, you don't know what I used to do back in the day. I said, Well, I didn't know you back in the day. I said, So you're right, I don't know. I said, if you want to share, that's upon you. I said, But what I'm seeing in front of me now, I couldn't imagine what you could have been into. Yeah. So she was like, Oh. So then she went to tell she told me what had happened to her. And I said, well, you know, so I'm sorry that somebody came into your life and they stole your joy. I said, but my question to you is this. Why are you letting them hold on to your joy? Mm-hmm. And she said, well, no, I didn't let them take my joy, but this is what they done to me. I said, okay. Now, look at it like this. You repent, you forgive, and you move on. Or you keep saying for what they did to you, you gave them your joy. Because now you're telling me that you went into other substances to help fill up that void where your joy was. And it didn't get in any, and then it wound up stealing more of your joy. So when are you going to go ahead and get back and you stand and demand back your joy? And she just looked at me. I said, now, see, this is good. Now, they might have done this to you, but then you had to keep all of them to release yourself from your from your mental prison. I said, now, I don't know if this person is still alive or not, but if they are, then maybe you need to go have a talk with them and say, hey, I forgive you. And at that point, she looked at me in the case of like, wait a minute, hold it. Ain't nobody ever sat down and told me, told me to, you know, talk to me like this when I when I tried to tell them about this person hurting me. And so she was like, she said, you know, after a while we got finished talking, she said, I want to thank you. I said, no problem. I said, but like I said, for the person I see in front of me right now, I couldn't see you hurting anybody. 
I said, but if it's something that you're wrestling with, you have to forgive yourself and them because Jesus and the Holy Spirit are already forgave you. They're still here. So stop letting that person hold on to your joy and get your joy back. Amen for that. Amen. Well, you know, you know, a lot of what we're what we're talking about also, you know, um, and we're looking at just, I guess, a sample size, so to speak, of of things. But <clears throat> I do think a lot of the things that we're even discussing is still learned behavior. It is whether whether we have um whether we have had individuals to constantly and you know um, teach it to us or if if we have um been able to reach grasp for straws in the effort of trying to help ourselves that we have even uh learned other you know i guess negative things to help us deal with even with the individual that um, Sherry was the, talking about, yes, she was young, and I still have the belief and understanding um, that there was something good about the young lady, but at some point when those good things were not constantly taught to her and she was reeducated to transform her thought process, she had to grasp for whatever it is that gave her that quick relief. Right. See, right. even though even though we are born in sin, we still have to study the word. And oftentimes, a lot of how we begin to grasp a hold of that is because we are born into families that, when we look back at tradition, that have some type of tradition of of God and Christ and church that we have been. I guess we have been mirrored or we see that example, you know, and we continue and we walk that path and we reach for things and we begin to be taught and we choose to learn. But also there are those um, when we have to look at things from a spiritual context, you know, there are, you know, just like the spirit of God came to Mary and, and imparted Jesus Christ into her womb. We do also realize, or maybe we don't, or maybe we should learn to understand that that same type of thing, you know, the, the, that Satan can attack people in the womb as well. But even with those instances, as Satan attacks, you know, uh, attacks in the womb, there still has to be an environment that agrees to that, that will teach that child once it is born to continue along that path. True. Just as when, when Jesus gave, I mean, when Mary gave birth to Jesus, he was in an environment, though, it, it, and, and, and God, you know, God, and I guess my word is God impregnated Mary with Jesus, but Jesus also was in an environment that he was continued to, God covered him, and he was also groomed because Jesus chose, I mean, God chose Mary for a reason because he trusted 
that vessel, that environment that she was in, and the envi- and he trusted that as he told her and communicated with her, she would go. So true. So not to discard um, anything about, I guess, the, the stories, whether they were, you know, um, fiction or nonfiction that were shared earlier, I do think that they are just, I guess, extenuating circumstances that could really change any of the examples that we gave, but I think more than anything based on the prayer and the reading that we've been dealing with is why it is so important that we move, function, operate in the spirit. True. Yep. And and that's that's what um, I I guess that's what I get from basically what Sam read and and you know the prayers that he have you know, yielded before us is the fact that the the spirit is very vital to everything that we deal with. Again, just like there are good spirits and bad spirits, you know, depending on which spirit that we lean toward can really, you know, have a – you know, it can affect how things happen in our lives, how we live our life. So true. Well, like they said, we're all a sum of our um, experiences. With the exception of Jesus Christ, we are, because of how we are born and how we live our lives and how things are structured, we still have to study and show ourselves approved, which means we still have to learn. We still have to educate ourselves and allow ourselves to be educated. This is true. And I think that's where the spiritual warfare comes into, because as long as we keep on nourishing our spirit the right way, the opposition is going to keep on trying to come and see if they can still pull us back. That's when faith comes into action. And right. This, you know, we talked about building, building a strong foundation instead of on sinking sand, where we become doers of the word and not hearers only, not just studying but asking the Father to help us do what he commands us to do. Right. Because once it's once it's mental, it's still in the soul. But once the physical and the mental and the spiritual line up, and we begin to do what the Word says and ask the Father to help us, then, then we're all in alignment. Until then, we're not. That's right. And um, I know we've all come across some people for where if they're still wrestling with themselves, if they see that we're doing that and we're trying to get them to come aboard, they don't always come willingly. And a matter of fact, um, you know, just like um, when Jesus was walking on water, you know, you can have somebody, you're trying to pull them in, 
But in the meantime, you also got to stay mindful not for them to pull you under. Right. I mean, so that's so right there. That is your, that is one of your spiritual warfare that 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 you have to battle with every day. Because it's gonna come up and give you tests. Mm-hmm. You know what? You just said something which is so powerful that we need to recognize. You said, "Yeah, I might be might be trying to help somebody to pull them up." but I got to make sure that they're not going to pull me under. Right. So many times we're trying to help somebody, and in the process of our trying to help them, we're drowning. Mm-hmm. That's, again, why the Holy Spirit has to lead you. If you're not strong enough right. to be able to carry yourself and then them, you need to leave them alone. Right. But, again, you know, oh, well, that's not what God would do. Oh, yeah, it is. God always gives us our own, our own, our own, my mind, will, and emotions to make a decision. He gives us a choice, and He allows things to happen. So maybe you get to the point that you know they might not be at a point where they're ready to receive what the Holy Spirit wants to give them. And the enemy is using that to take both of you all under while you're trying to do your God-given duty. Well, that might be your God-given duty, but it's not the time or the way that God wants you to do it. Wow. So we got to be, again, that's why you have to always, again, get back to the spirit. Let your spirit lead you by what to do, how, when, where, and why. Even like we just talked about, dealing with somebody who you know has not your best interest at heart, how do you deal with them, or would you even deal with them? Right. And then, you know, just like you have people, you know, they may be um, alcoholics, they may be drug addicts, this, that, and the other. Um. When they get their counselors going, the counselors have a testimony of going through it themselves. So for if you're a person coming in trying to direct somebody that's an alcoholic or a drug addict, chances are you have that threshold for where they can pull you under. But if it's somebody that has gone that, have walked that path already, they pretty much know the tricks and the things that they're going to try to do in order to, try to get back into that addiction for where somebody that has never been through it, oh, they're going to play them like an easy well hand. And your attention may be good. But see, that's just going to be a much rougher test. But if they come across somebody that has gone and has a testimony for walking that same path, oh, well, they're going to give them a run for their money. going to be like, you know, I remember back in the day, yeah, I tried something like that too, but I just can't let you go there. So, you know, just like with your kids, kids think that you older than dirt. They ain't realizing that, you know, you have to walk that path that they're walking now, too. And for the little things they think they're doing that they're getting away with, it's like, hmm, you really think this is going to be a better way? Sorry, bub, I tried it better than you. One thing about what I would say about older generations and the new generation. Older generations, you got your butt beat because of your um, act, your actions to your consequences. You chose to do something, you know, it's a good chance that you, if you got caught, you're going to get beat. And you also knew if you did something like that, it might have put you in harm's way. But if you got caught at it, 
it was kind of a good thing because then you got your bug beat, so that way if you thought about it again, either you're going to come up with a better mousetrap or you're going to leave it alone. And that's what's wrong with a lot of the young people today. They don't think that they have to be responsible for the consequences on their decisions. And for that, there's a lot of mayhem going on. And also, out of this, I would say it's going to be soon, things are going to start going back to the older ways in order to get their attention. Because for right now, you got a lot of people walking around with their selfish. Um, you try to see who else they can their blame on to, but never once look at themselves and be receptive to what they could have done to make things better. You'll have to start claiming responsibility. So get back to the we get back to what I had said earlier. Is your inner core matching up with your body? Right. However, when we're in tests, we form those tests because we're in the flesh, like you had said before. And we are only tested because we're getting in the way. And Nate has often told us, if we are in a test, it's because we did it to ourselves. And also, Sam, sometimes I honestly don't believe that um, dropping somebody, you know, God brings people into our lives, and he doesn't give us more than we can handle, that he doesn't give us a way of escape. So if... Whether the enemy brought them that way or whether God brought them that way, there's a reason they're in our lives. And even if we don't talk to them and be with them, we need to realize that they're a soul. They're, they could be a lost soul, and the Father wants to save them. And so maybe you're the only one. Maybe you're the only one that can, you know, that God um, has appointed to do that. And sure, it may take a long time. It could take years for, for people to get saved, but not to give up on them and not to say, well, I'm choosing not to help. I'm going to pray for them. I'm going to lift them up in prayer daily, and I'm going to remember them. They are a soul just as well as anybody else. And even if we take offense at what they do, then we're in sin. We are responsible for ourselves. If we are being tested and we're falling, it's not because of them. It's because of the choices we have made to fall. God says he will never leave us or forsake us, and his love is everlasting. So if we're walking in ourselves, yes, we will fall. But if we believe what God says in his word, you look at Luke 4, verse 18, we are here to bind up the brokenhearted, to set the right. captive free, to, to, to 
talk about salvation to the poor. If we live what the word says and believe what the word says and walk by faith, then we will please God. But if we choose to avoid these people and not to pray for them, instead we judge them and fingers toward them, then then we're at a miss because we are falling because of our own selves, not because of them pulling us down. God never, like I said, never gives us more than we can handle. So if we're walking in the flesh, sure, we're going to fall. I'm done. Yes, it's with flesh. Flesh is going to perish. Yeah. Your spirit is not going to perish right. as long as you get it, um, as long as you get it well educated and fed through the word. So it's like this, as it was stated in the word, we are all born in sin, but we need to become born again in the spirit. And for coming across someone that may be on a downward spiral, yes, we can give hugs, we can pray for them, we can find out, like I said, if it's what they're going through, if it's not in our own personal experience or expertise, we can lead them somewhere that can get them help. So when you come across somebody that may be in a bad way, okay, you can pray for them. You can do what you can do. Okay, and then in the meantime, if you know of some services or something like that, that can go ahead and they can pick up the next leg because guess what? That person that you take that time out for to direct them on the right path, they remember you. They remember that light in you. That somebody took the time to go ahead and say, "Hey, this ain't this this ain't for you." I have a cousin. Um, he had he was wrestling with pride and stuff, and he said he came across a woman that just looked at him and he had told him, "Here goes my card. When you get a chance, give me a call." Okay, he was skeptical of this, but he called her. And she had told him that, you know, it's a lot of things that she sees inside him that he needs to let go. But first off, he needs to start getting back into feeding his spirit, feeding his soul, and also correctly feeding his body, change his diet. Okay. She had... She was sitting, she would talk with them, but then she also had got him into certain programs that could help him along with these other things that he needed to correct. Okay. Um, glory be to God. When he started getting his spirit, soul, and body back in line, this guy had marks on his face and on his arms that you just thought would never heal. They disappeared. I mean, it looked like it took a good 25 years, you know, gave him back 25 years of his life when you saw him again. So out of looking at him, you would see a, a literally a broken person that with him rechanneling his mind had became whole again. 
And like Sam said, we do our part, but then sometimes we may feel that we need to go ahead and try to do the whole thing for ourselves, and we got to be careful with that because nine times out of ten when people do that, then they start looking for the glory is on them and not on God. So if we stay in our lane and we do what we can do to get these people to walk out on water to strengthen their faith and not get so consumed up for where now they're looking like, I mean, guess what? We're on a mission, but then they're on a mission too. We're on a mission to try to get them to get into the realm of doing better for where they may be in a realm of, well, you know, I feel bad about myself, so I just want you to come keep company with me. And like I said, at that point, you at that spiritual warfare, but then you also got to go ahead and respect and know when to let go because you did your part now. God may be bringing somebody else in that can work at them at a much more better, stronger level. Just saying. And that's what I meant, Sherry. I'm not saying that to leave somebody alone as far as I'm not going to do anything, but let the Holy Spirit lead you. You don't know what part you have to play, but you just play it. And you know, so that that's so so again, but you have to always let the Holy Spirit lead you in all things. And that that's what I'm saying. Again, like I said, walking in wisdom, godly wisdom, not manly wisdom, but godly wisdom. Amen. It's been a great talk this morning. Yep, God's been moving. <laughs> That we walk spirit and listen to the spirit more. So what? Pray for Louie and I that we stay centered in Christ and stay centered in uh, walking in the spirit more than the flesh. I know we're not anointed 24/7, but I mean to you know to hear and to listen and wait for the Lord. You pray for us in that direction. Sure. <coughs> Father God, I want to lift up Louie and Sherry. <coughs> Rosh <laughs> Yes, Father. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Continue to touch. Continue to get to give them the strength and the courage to face those things that need to be faced with, Father. Humbra Shirago Sidakandaka. 
Teach him how to let your spirit reign. Teach him how to let your your spirit reign above their spirit. The Holy Spirit will reign their spirit. The Holy Spirit will reign in their spirit. As they're loosing the bondage and the yokes that have been holding them back. As they the
With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.